Production. Recorded live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Awakening Universal Minds. My name is Brother Beniti, a.k.a. Brother Michael. Uh, also got with me, Brother Ravana Noon. And I'm sure my brother Sargidi will be joining us shortly. Uh, he always seems to be late. Uh, make sure I got my brother Ravana. Ravana Noon, you there? Yes, I am. All right. Looks like Brother Sargidi late as usual. Okay. All right. All right. So, we'd like to welcome everybody to the show. Uh, before we begin, as usual, uh, I'd like to give a brief uh, introduction. So, why don't you go ahead, Brother Ramon? Sure. Um, as always, this is the Awakening Universal Mind Show. I'm Ravana Noon. Um, a brother who's walked many different paths from uh, the religious path of Islam, Christianity, Judaism, to uh, the spiritual path of Sufi, uh, uh, Melchizedek teachings, uh, Rosicrucian, things of that nature, Freemasonry, Shrindom, down to African traditions such as Yoruba, Apollo, things of that nature, and uh, anything and everything in between you can think of that I failed to mention, we have uh, most likely not just studied the path, as many people do, but we live the path. It's a big difference between studying and living it. What we mean by living is we go in deep, deep inside of uh, the teachings, deep inside of the order, the organization, or whatever comes from that is ultimately to gain the experience because experience is one of the greatest teachers on this planet for your spiritual journey. So we took these different paths all the way to today, which is the path of self-mastery, utilizing the occult, metaphysics, alchemy, and whatever else is beneficial to our growth. I appreciate it, brother. Brother, brother uh, Sargidi. So you finally made it here, brother. Why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself. Peace. This is the the philosopher Ravana Noon. No, peace is brother Sargidi. And as uh, my brothers have stated, we have walked and are walking many different paths. And they all lead to self-mastery, self-understanding, self-realization. You know, that's pretty much what it all leads to at the end of the day. You know, it's all about it's all about you, pretty much. Right. Not in a, not in an egotistical way, niggas, but you get it. <laughs> uh, true, true indeed. Um, I'm just gonna copy uh, what my brother said. Pretty much same for me. Um, and the key to, again, explaining all that, what the brothers explain and, and why, why we're saying these different, these different schools, these uh, different uh, secret societies, organizations, fraternities, philosophies, um, it's all to kind of get you to the point where we're going to discuss tonight, on, unlocking, continuing the discussion that we started last week with Dr. Phil Valentine. We're going to continue uh, on that subject. Uh, the brothers, we're gonna we're gonna build on that tonight, all leading you up to kind of what we're gonna talk about tonight, unlocking that DNA connection to your ancestors, 
because all those are are levels of information, if you want to title it, uh, schools of thought, uh, different dogmas, philosophies, doctrines. It's it's it, what that what those are designed to do. People get caught up in them permanently. That's not that's not the purpose of it. They're supposed to spark the divine in you. They're supposed to awaken certain aspects of your intellect to kind of want to motivate you, you know, to raise you to what everybody talks about today, being God, being deity. Um, but what tends to happen, as you heard Brother Ravana Newman mentioned, different, you mentioned the Rosicrucians, the Freemasons, uh, all these different orders and, and schools that he's been through, myself has been through, and Brother Sargidi has been through, and maybe some of you listening to the show are currently going through them or have been through them, etc. And we've always said it's good to get the experience. And you always heard us say, you know, don't read about the experience. If you really want to fully absorb the full meaning of it, then that's when it's, it, it's something you might want to consider joining some of these groups or organizations if you really want to live the experience. And, again, not to join them because, unfortunately, you got Masons. Let's be real. They're religious. You know, they, they, the shit becomes a religion. Um, it's best to have that experience so when you're educating and building with these people, you're now speaking from an from a experience perspective because anybody can pick books up on all these subjects. And all three of us have decided that's not the path we wanted to take. We wanted to actually live the experience so we can share the experience with others. So when we're teaching on these subjects, we're not teaching just reading from books. We're teaching from actually experiencing it and going through it. So like we've always said, if you want to become a part of any of those groups or organizations, that's entirely up to you. So I want to make it clear, we are not stressing that it's mandatory to join any of those organizations. But as we've always said in the past, don't teach. Some people teach on shit as if they have the full 100% experience on it and they've never walked through a Masonic Lodge, but they want to educate you on Masonry. Uh, you know, they've never studied or went through any of the Rosicrucian degrees, but then they want to sit there and tell you that's white man's garbage, but yet they've never experienced any aspect of it. They're just saying that based on what other people have said, what other people have told them, or what they've read on Google, because we've got a lot of Google scholars, unfortunately. Uh, that goes on. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a reality. So that having that that's, been said, go ahead, brother. What are you gonna say? No, I said that, and that's it's true, and it's very um, interesting. I mean, a lot of mythology, you know, scholars who pretty much um, study mythology. One of their um, key things they pretty much state is you, you know, creating your own mythology, your life. Is your mythology correct? Is your and, story and, correct? And 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 most of the stuff you learn, like you said, when you bring up the mythology, the mythology is supposed to again awaken the divine in you. When you look at a lot of those mythological stories, whatever culture it's in, again, it's supposed to spark the divine intellect. But again, what's happened with the mythology also? That's become people try to make it literal, and this is what created religion. Uh, so we're going to go through all that tonight. Um, to kind of get us to that point, because even though the, the topic might seem kind of straight to the point, actually obtaining that or actually working towards that or actually taking the steps to do it um, is, is a whole other story. So let's let's kind of get into that. Uh, so let's get let's get the opinion of some of the brothers on what exactly that is to them. So brother brother Von Anun, 
Yeah. When you hear the title that we talked about, what what does that mean to you? Unlocking your DNA connection to the ancestors. Well, it's good. It's a good thing because that 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 title, um, is is more profound than people think. It sounds like a simple title, but see, I'm a, I'm gonna start it off like this. Many people fight, discriminate, have prejudices, stereotypes. Um, racism, nationalistic views, uh, ethnic cleansing views, homophobic views, all these little views, people are all fighting for a glass of water that comes from the ocean, never realizing that they're more than just a glass of water that we're fighting for. We're the whole ocean. And I say that to say because when you have your DNA and you find out the mysteries of your DNA, because the reason I call it mysteries, I'm not going to go on some fucking linguistic, semantic bullshit of my story. I'm not going to say all that shit. The mystery means the unknown of your DNA. You know what you are by sight, whether it's so-called African-American, Asian, whatever. But do you really know the complexity of your different DNA strains that come from different branches of the tree? When you unlock that mystery, it explains a lot of things about your current existence in this life. So if I'm over here arguing, fighting, debating, creating all of this havoc over this glass of water from the ocean, I miss the whole ocean and I fail to realize that I'm much more than what I'm arguing or fighting about. I'll give an example so it's not so complex. <laughs> the example is simple. <clears throat> My ancestry, direct ancestry, meaning in the last hundred years, let's say, is directly from Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico, we have a conglomeration of the three races. Now, what's interesting is that Puerto Ricans, Latinos, and other idiots will argue and say, well, my race is Puerto Rican. No, nigga. Listen, first of all, let's, let's clear up this conception because this shit irritates me sometimes when I have discussions with Latinos. Latino is an ethnicity. It's an ethnic group because you are a conglomeration of people who have similar language, similar cultural backgrounds, and traits, okay? That's what an ethnicity is. You're, a race is only three races on this planet, according to uh, geneticists and other people. It's the Negroid race, which people associate with the African race. There's the mongoloid or the asian race and then there's the caucasoid or the the white race or the caucasian race though that's it so if i ask you as a puerto rican what are you what race are you what the fuck are you going to answer me because i don't heard these idiots say well my race is puerto rican no first of all puerto rico is a nation it's a country that's your nationality 
your ethnic group is Latino, your race is black, meaning Negroid or African, whatever one term you want to utilize, Taino, which comes from the Native American, which comes from the Negroid and Asian uh, traits, and or Caucasoid, which comes from the Spaniard, French, or Italian, or some of those various linguistic groups from the Latin language, who came to Puerto Rico. Those are the major groups that came there. So when I ask you the race, you're misleading yourself if you say Puerto Rican. That's your nationality. And we'll argue over this. Now, mind you, we'll argue. We'll wear the flag. We're proud. We look like a walking goddamn billboard for Puerto Rico during the Puerto Rican Day Parade. <laughs> but the idiot knows nothing about himself other than right. Puerto Rican. You understand why I say that? We fight over the glass but can't see the ocean. We're much more than that because when you break it down, I'm going to just use this to tie it all back in. When you break it down and you find out the ancestry in Puerto Rico, first of all, the first people there were Taino. Tainos, where their descendancy comes from, they say that they originated in the Amazon River Valley in Venezuela, which is a region near Venezuela, Peru, and Colombia, down there in South America. When you look at the Incas, the Incas and the Mayans, they looked like a, a breed between Negroid, Mongoloid, and what you would call your Indians from India. So they came into Puerto Rico, then the Spaniards came, and then you had African slaves brought over with the Negroes that were already here, and this created what you call Puerto Ricans. Now, do you just stop there if you want to unlock your DNA? No, because when you continue to research, you find out, well, the first slaves that were actually brought to Puerto Rico were Arab women. A lot of people don't know that. So this explains why Puerto Ricans sometimes have Arab last names. Because in the Latin culture, you take your mother's last name as your full last name. And so it's like your name, your last name is from your dad, and your mother's last name would be attached at the end. Okay? So some Arab names still exist in Puerto Rico. People don't know that. So, But we're arguing, I'm Puerto Rican. You have Arab in you. You have Taino in you. You have African. Now, the majority of the people that came, that were brought here from Africa, came from the Congo region, or Nigeria, or the Gold Coast, which is all the way up into Sierra Leone and Senegal. But the majority came from the Congo and Nigeria. So that means you have Yoruba in you. You can have Bantu of different Bantu tribes. You have all these different things. You have no freaking clue exactly what you are. It's like something something to mention because you mentioned these regions. Many people have to understand too is those names for those regions didn't exist 500 years ago or so. So that's important. That's right. That is a recent. That is a recent European separation thing. Remember, exactly. all all of that shit was together at one time. 
Right. And then the other thing, the other thing, like like you just said, Brother Ravana Noon, and, and you mentioned the Aztecs and the Mayans. Now, also remember, you mentioned, you know, majority of those individuals as you're breaking down that history. Um, also, some of those also tie into, as we were talking about, the original Native Americans and some of the people that were here. And, and, and another thing that's critical that you said, people confuse ethnicity with race. And, and I think that's the, the important factor to get grasped in our mind. And I think you just kind of differentiated what that is. Unfortunately, people, sometimes they do it whether they're conscious of it or not. They just don't know the difference unfortunately, between the two. And, and, and obviously, because the big thing, everybody thinks, you know, they, I know everybody would like to believe, especially all those that study so-called black conscious movements, would like to believe that they're 100% black. And I don't, I don't care how dark-skinned you are or how, how much you've deceived yourself into believing that. It's just more confirmation you don't understand your genetics. Because as you just said, Ravonna, when you go back and trace that genealogy and that bloodline, you're going to find out you have a conglomeration of a multitude of those different things that you just mentioned. And this is, we see, we don't want to identify with any of that. That's the thing. In 23andMe, where I got my DNA done, they will tell you, and other uh, ans- uh, genetic DNA identifying groups will tell you, and organizations will tell you that 65% of, well, put it, put it this way, African-Americans, on average, average, which is mean you take in the high-end and the low-end numbers, on average, only have 65% African in them. Right. The rest can be Native American, Caucasian, or other things in them. On average, that doesn't mean every single African-American only has 65%. Some have more concentration of African, some have less. It depends on your background, you know, um, genetic mixing, things of that nature. But the point is, they're less African than they think. However, because the mixing in this society took place at a later date, you don't have the varieties of uh, major mulatto-looking people and them mixing in with each other. What happened in Puerto Rico is the mixing happened immediately. When they in the 1500s, they were already mixing, and people have to understand this because this is important to unlock your DNA. I'm just using my background as an example, but Asar can go into his background. Beniti, we can all share some of these perspectives that may help people. But understand something: in Puerto Rico, they brought all these groups of people together at an early age, starting in the 1500s. Okay, that's a hundred years before United States was even established, or the country known as United States was even uh, populated by Europeans. Okay, so they were already coming together when the Spaniards came from Spain. They brought no woman with them. Thus, the first group of women that they encountered were Tainas, the Taino women, which were bronzed, dark skin which was long to curly to real nappy hair, so-called nappy hair. I don't like using that term, but that's what people know. They have this attraction to these women because, remember, a lot of the Spaniards that came here came from southern Spain who already were either mixed or influenced by the Moors who were there. 
And there's a lot of mixing that took place in southern Spain already. This is why when you do statistical information on genetics, southern Spain or Spain, Italy, and Greece have the highest concentration of African DNA still present in their population. Most Spaniards include them specifically southern Spain, and most Italians, specifically southern Italy and Sicily, have up to 24% African DNA. This is I'm just talking about pure Europeans from this area. So-called right. pure Europeans already have been proven to have up to 24% African DNA already existing in that region. So when they came here, they already had this African DNA, okay? And they had the mixing and they had all that. And in, in Spain at that time, many in the southern region, a, a woman that was considered beautiful was a woman who was dark-skinned or brown-skinned with curvy hips, okay, Curly to wavy hair. You can find the records on this also, in Spain. Also, also a heavy set, nigga. <laughs> yeah. They were thick women, okay, to slim thick women. So we have to understand this. Yeah, so, when they came, so when they came to Puerto Rico and they saw Taina woman, it wasn't like it was totally strange. They were already attracted to brown skin, dark skin women. You understand? So this caused the mixing to occur because they never brought women with them. Then when they brought the Arab, most Arab women were from the regions of North Africa and Saudi Arabia, which were already of African descendancy mixed in with other traits, okay? So this also brought in that variation. And then in time, when the African slaves were brought, then you have more mixing taking place. For 100 years before this country was even thought of being popular by Europeans, these people in Puerto Rico were already mixed. This is why you have such a variety of skin complexions in Puerto Rico compared to a lot of other countries. And almost all of them, even the lightest-skinned Puerto Ricans, have African ancestry up to 24 to 25 to 30 percent or even higher in them. That means one-fourth of them is already African, regardless what them idiots say. It's in them. Okay? That's right. So we have to understand that that's a part of unlocking your DNA. You have to understand all of that. But why is that important? It's important because it's related also to your spirituality. Because you you may have been an individual who, straight African-American, let's say, but you found an inclination or a liking or an attraction to, let's say, the Dravidian Vedic culture in India. Yes, my you nigga, found yes. That, you found that attraction. You love the culture. You love the, the spirituality. You love the food. Where did this come from? It wasn't just some mystery that popped up. And you just all of a sudden like that bullshit. Life doesn't work like that. There's always a connection and some synchronicity occurring. This could be a couple of reasons. One, you have DNA that traces back there. Okay. Two, you your your higher self incarnates simultaneously in this planet and vibrates at a different density level, which means you could have experienced being an Indian in a past life. This carries over some of that um, 
spiritual residue carries over into this life and automatically gets activated by certain knowledge or information that you find an attraction to it. So instead of wrestling with that and saying, no, I have to be pure pro-black, I have to be pro-African, I have to be pro-everything, and then you shutting down a part of your genetics, a part of your DNA, a part of your ancestry, then you're, you're that fool, you're that fool who's that glass instead of the ocean. And you're disconnecting yourself from the whole ocean, meaning the cosmic DNA, and you're just fighting over this one piece of the puzzle. And right. that disconnects you from your ancestors. That disconnects you not only from your ancestors, but from your higher self, who's simultaneously incarnated here at different times and vibrates at different density levels even to this moment. So what's happening is that you're not really a complete being because your completeness is lacking because you're only focusing on the glass of water. You're not focusing on every part of your dynamics. So in this situation, when you're unlocking that ancestral DNA, you have to take account every single part, of, even the part that you don't like, that you're embarrassed of, you're angry about, you have to still understand it. You that's, have that's, to not only understand it, but you have to be able to utilize certain parts and traits of that. I'll give you an example. Myself, I have Spaniard in me. I can't deny that even if I tried. I have Spaniard in me. But Yeah, brother, so you can you can cover that up. Just put on a dashiki and a big ass arm. Yeah. I tried and just <laughs> tried it, but it didn't work. Anyway, so that part of me that's Spaniard. What were the Spaniards known for? The major trait was being con conquistadors, right? Or conquistadors. Conquistadores in Spanish. Okay? They were conquerors. Now, you may say, well, yeah, but they killed it. I understand that, and I'm not trying to deny that. And trust me, I don't like the fact of how they ethnic cleansed this side of the world to such a decimating level. But that conqueror, right, that conquering spirit, that part can still be utilized for your spiritual growth and or your life. It's because you can utilize that conquering spirit to overcome your obstacles spiritual and physical obstacles that you deal with day to day. And you have to know how to call on that and connect to that. It's not right. evil. It's not wrong. You're not going to hell. You're not going to uh, pro-black hell because all of a sudden you decided to, you know, uh, accept that reality of yourself and make a connection to it. You're not going to be set to a dinner table in hell where Malcolm X resides over that and will punish right. you. Yeah, you That's are, not... man. What are you talking about? That's exactly what's going to happen, brother. <laughs> That's not how it works. That <laughs> is how we're taught us... to believe. That's how we're taught to accept. To back up on something you said, let, 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 let's go back, and that's the key. And people get locked. People think unlocking that DNA connection is, again, picking a culture, a philosophy, or a dogma that they like, and they get stuck in it. Let's, let's, again, let's use, let's use the Yoruba culture for an example. You know, that's just a big thing. Everybody, yeah, every, everybody now, you know, you'll, get, you'll, you'll run into to people that are exclusively in the Santeria or Yoruba. And and they just say that's all they're gonna be. That's that's it. That's a hundred. That's that glass of water. Yeah, the they're just gonna 
Yeah, they're just going to do that, and they cut themselves off from everything else they're connected to by just exclusively, because they might have liked it, they might have encountered it, they might have read about it, it was introduced to them, whatever the fact. And now, all of a sudden, that's all they are. Not even fully knowing, as we've been discussing here in the opening, uh, the full breakdown of genetically what they're connected to. And you mentioned something like you just were talking about, um, being connected to certain aspects of your DNA that people kind of want to pretend doesn't exist. Now, we're living in, in a day and time, obviously, um, where, where generations removed uh, from a multitude of level of these different mixing periods when we go back in history. We could be back, we could be here all night talking about that. But people want to just, again, wipe that off the slate and act as if that doesn't exist, and they say, I'm going to be Egyptian now. I, I mean, I know everybody would like to believe that they're, they're a direct descendant of the Egyptians and ancient Egyptians because it's, it's a cool thing to do. But really, when you ask somebody to factually break that, that down for you, they can't do it. You understand? Other than the fact that you like it and you've likened yourself to it, can you factually break it down? And most people can't. They don't want to, again, acknowledge the other aspect because if you want to unlock the DNA connection to your ancestors, that means, again, acknowledging every aspect that you're genetically connected to. And it opens the door. And something you just were talking about, Brother Ron, which is very important. It will also determine some of your habits, your characteristics, your personalities, and, yep. and it will explain to you why you do some of the things you do, why you're, again, why you are, uh, you know, drawn into certain things. And I know, and I'm sure we all know a lot of people who claim the, uh, you know, the pro-black uh, conscious thing, but there are certain things they, they might be, you know, heavily influenced or have an attraction or a gravitation towards, let's say, uh, oriental martial arts cults and things of that nature. Or other, other cultural aspects. Yeah. Other, yeah, there you go. Bruce Lee, remember that? Remember that movie? That was a good-ass movie. Yeah. That was a good-ass movie. Um, and or other aspects, you might, it might even be aspects of, uh, you know, the, the, I know Celtic culture has a connection to a lot of aspects of African culture when working magical and spiritual systems. Now, remember, when you look at what we call some of the modern-day modern day magical systems uh, that the, the, the recent Europeans have used in the last co- couple hundred years, you can even go to the Celtics or, the, or some pronounce it the Celtics, and you'll find out a lot of those traditions, when you really study and analyze them, due to a lot of those mixing periods were incorporated in those cultures in the last couple hundred years. But you'll find people who will think that some of that genetically is coming through them from what we're calling the, the cultural African side, but you might have a fascination with that because genetically there's a connection to that. So if you truly want to unlock your DNA connection, one must do intense study to really dig deep and find out all that you're connected to because until you can embrace and connect with every aspect of it, that's truly when one has unlocked the DNA connection. So we want to make that clear. Just because you like Santeria or Yoruba or you're fascinated with Egyptology, it goes deeper than just making the statement, oh, uh, I'm a direct descendant of the ancient Egyptians. Why? Because you read a bunch of books on Egypt? Because you wear things affiliated with Egyptian culture, because you're with the, you know, you with the Hotep movement, as I like to call it. You know, we got a big Hotep <laughs> movement going on. Hotep, <laughs> All brother. Across, Hotep. Yeah, Hotep. You know, and it, what other words do you know in Egypt? Another thing, in dealing with the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I, what other words besides Hotep 
do you know, or Alafia? You know, do you really study the language? Because language plays a key. Because also remember, when you're taking on the persona of those cultures, you're taking all those things that come with it. Okay, you're taking on every aspect of those cultures. People only want to identify with the good in it. But when you go into all of those cultures, you are embracing the energy. Now, remember, as we constantly refer to, and one thing we we'll always tell people, and I tell people constantly to, to master the seven hermetic principles. If you really want to understand, you really want to get a grasp. Remember, if you deal with the doctrine of polarity, the doctrine of rhythm and vibration, you, you embrace all that comes with it, not just what you want to pick and choose that's, that's right. pleasant about those cultures. So uh-huh, you say, brother, no, brother, I got to avoid the European, brother. Avoid it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good luck with that. Let's see how that, let's see how that works. But you, you have to embrace every aspect that comes with it. So when you're dealing with vibrational energy, so for an example, if it's the Yoruba or Santeria, when you are calling upon those deities, which is, if you're doing it from an external viewpoint, it's wrong from get-go because that's the other thing we're going to get into is talking about how some people have now taken these cultures and taken these deities, be it in Egypt, Nigeria, or any, even, even amongst Native American culture, and they're worshiping these deities as if they're external aspects. And now we're back to the same old thing. Not unlocking our connection to our DNA ancestors, but tangling the connection up. Because now we're, we're given reverence and we're, we're, we're given vibrational energy something outside of ourselves that's actually a manifestation of what's going on on the inside. Right. And Beniti, let's, mm-hmm. while we're on the topic of Yoruba, let's just go in there for a moment. Go ahead, what's brother. What's interesting to me, what's interesting to me is that <clears throat> when you get a reading sometimes or you're doing some work with the Babalao, when they begin, they actually connect to all these facets that we're talking about. If you listen to the Babala, he'll pay homage to the African, he'll pay homage to the Native American, he'll pay homage to the Asian, and he'll pay homage to the Spaniard. You ever notice that they, they call on all four of them when they're doing the four points or the four directions That's right. at the same time? Why is that? Because some of them, now if you've had this, situation and you understand, but if your Babala doesn't go in there, then he's really limited in what he's doing. But some of them are thorough. They understand that aspect of your ancestral connection. And correct me if I'm wrong, but in Yoruba and in a lot of African traditions, who is really the most important connection you should have? Now, people may not understand this. They're going to get upset because they're they're holy, roly worshippers. But is it the Igun, E- Gun, not Ogun, Igun, right. <laughs> or the Orisha. It's the Igun. Exactly. That is the number one aspect of Yoruba, whether you call it Ifa, Santeria, Lakumi, Condomble, uh, whatever. That's the number one facet of that tradition that you're supposed to connect with. But people seem to bypass that, and they want to be everything but that real facet of just connecting with your blood ancestors that existed and were unbroken chain from you to great-granddad, great-great-grand, all the way back, or great-great-great-grandma all the way back. They want to be the Oshuns. 
And not just Oshun, but they always got to pick the pretty aspect of Oshun. You know, the one that right. looks so sexy with the curves and, you know, her navel right. showing and voluptuous. They don't want to identify with the old hag, Oshun. That's who right. sits by the river. And Witch Oshun. Is, a very, is very witchy in her nature. Okay, right. very magical in her nature, can be very temperamental in her nature, okay? They don't want to identify with that because they'd rather identify with Oshun, the pretty mama. See, right. because that shows that your ego and your self-esteem is lacking because you haven't done the inner work in the dark to manifest and connect to yourself. So you rather create an alter ego, and, and what you do is instead of the alter ego you create, you're connecting to a astral energy that doesn't really exist because Oshun really manifests within you because you are her, not the other way around. That's right. And you you bypass that, and you want to externalize Oshun because it makes you feel better about yourself and your low self-esteem and your issues. See, right. Oshun manifests with these individuals. Let's say I'll just speak about Oshun or Obatala or whatever. It manifests with you because you're lacking in that area. Oshun's color is yellow, yellow and amber. Niggas ain't ready for the science, but whatever, nigga. Well, let's hit them. That shit is your is your solar plexus chakra, which uh-oh, is is the chakra of self esteem, meaning. Not self-esteem, but self-confidence. It's that chakra where you manifest that self-confidence. So the Shun is manifesting there and is claiming you as their daughter, as her daughter, your son or her son. What is that really saying? It's saying that that's where you need to work at. That's where you're lacking at. So Shun is coming with that self-confidence to teach you how to manifest that shit within yourself. That's right. You want to externalize that shit, and you want to say, Oshun is good to me. Oshun is this, so let me give her her daily offering. Look, motherfucker, first of all, she's going to be mad. She's going to be mad, man, if you don't give her offering, man. Yeah, yeah, but who are you offering it to? Because, first of all, the statue, motherfucker, does not eat. And if you think, and you want to argue and and, uh, discuss that the statue eats, there's no conversation for you. You get no kundalini because... That's right. You get, no, you get kundalini. You don't yeah, get the you get the kundalini, but you don't get the kundalini, okay? Because you're, you're, you're trying to intellectualize a statue and saying that the statue eats. No, what happens to the food is that bacteria begins to rot the food. Okay? And oh, food, they don't eat? <laughs> food, the bacteria eats basically the food so to speak. That's what's happening. Not the statues eating it when you're not there watching. Don't give me that shit. A belief. That's all that is. It's important to understand this because Beniti made a strong point. If you start to externalize and you start to worship these things, then what you basically did is replace Yoruba with, I mean, you replace Christianity with Yoruba. My new form of it. That's all it is. Christianity with Kemetic or Kemetan Egyptian shit. But what you're really still doing is you're externalizing these archetypal energies that are mythological because they represent personality and energy types that exist within you. You're personalizing it 
to understand that archetypal energy within you. But if you externalize it, what you've done is you've jumped from Christianity to Yoruba and brought those same concepts over, which is what the problem is in Santoria today. It is right. that most people are still Christian with some African overtones. That's it. That's all it is. But you mentioned something that was critical. Let's, let's back up. In this same culture, anybody that's a practitioner of this, we are. We all have been at one point. And the key is, if you know you do any ritualistic work in any form of Santeria, Slash Aruba, Lakumi, nothing can be done. You'll at all first, as, as we mentioned earlier, what they do in any ritualistic aspect, it doesn't matter what ceremony you go through, it could be receiving your Aleke, which is your initiation. It could be receiving your Allegra, or your, what they call your warrior. It could be receiving your Medje, or your Abeya, your twin. Could be receiving the hand of a ruler. Could be being crowned an initiate as one of these orishis. It doesn't matter. None of it can be done first until your eguna propitated is the word they use. Yep. So before they do any of this work, they propitate, acknowledge, and activate the energy of your what they call eguna, which is just another word for your ancestors. If you're not familiar with that term, you have no knowledge of. Uh, of that aspect of it. None of the work can be done first with him. This is, this is very important to understand what it represents psychologically. With it's, one, it's, it's no, go ahead. It's what no you say? Barry White. No, I was just saying, I was just saying it's no different than, um, you know, it's the same thing as the Dravidian culture, you know, as far as, you know, when you reach out to the deities of India, you know, first one you go to is Ganesh. Ganesh is the right. deity of the, of yep. the root Same chakra the or the earth. That's right. And that's what I was yeah. going to get at. That's what I was going to get at with the with the Allegra. You have, you have to pay attention to the symbology and the colors, like you're saying, Ganesh. There's always that aspect or archetype energy that first prior, the individual's bloodline, Igun, or ancestors has to be activated before the ritualistic work can be done. And then there's always that archetype energy that has to clear the path or the roads to obtain where one is trying to tap into of that spiritual vibrational energy. So it could be Ganesh, it could be it could be Allegra, it could be Bess, it could be any of these deities. There's always a deity that represents an individual aspect of your subconscious mind clearing the path. Now also pay attention to the colors in all of these cultures. There's a reason why when you go into all of these cultures, there's different colors that are affiliated. We haven't even got into that. There's different colors that are affiliated with all these deities that symbolize certain vibrational energy. And we talked about this on a show a while back when, for an example, we're using the, the psychological aspect of the road opener in, in the Aruba culture, as Brother Ramanun just mentioned, is Ilegua. The colors that are affiliated with it are red and black, and we know what those colors represent, Oshun, yellow. We go through all the colors, Obatala, white. And then there's a symbology of what those colors represent. When you tie it back into the chakras and the vibrational frequencies and something that was very critical we said a minute ago, if you, for an example, do a reading in one of those cultures and you're told, as Ravon Newman mentioned a few minutes ago, that you are a daughter or a son of one of these deities, what your psychological or your subconscious mind is, is gravitating you towards is that area of spiritual improvement that you, or that energy that you need to access. Not the fact that you are, you know, you're forcing out people that are in these cultures 
And you are around. the gods, brother. Yeah, you are O you are O Goon or you are Shango, you are Batala or Yamaya or or Chun. See what we've done is we've externalized it because then the whole statue thing and 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 again, when when having your ancestral shrines, the statues represent a certain symbol and energy. They're not you don't put them on your shrine or your altar to worship them because you're not praying to them. You're not worshiping them. You're not giving offerings to them because when you're doing that, whether you're conscious of it or not, you may, you may say, I'm not worshiping them. Well, you're not conscious of it, but subconsciously you are because if you get in front of any statue and you offer any type of what we term as a physical prayer, how does that differ, again, from, uh, let's say, a Catholic walking into a Catholic church and praying in front of a Catholic statue. That's an externalized prayer. But somebody in your room, yeah, somebody in Santeria will claim it's not the same thing. Sure it is. I mean, we've, we've all been at these gatherings many times over the years, whether they've been based, uh, uh, spiritual gatherings on all different levels, and I've watched people come in, and, and, and here's, the, here's the messed up part about it. And these are people that are so-called accessing African deities and then they're offering their prayers to them, they're getting, then they're doing the sign of the cross after they do it. <laughs> I mean, come on, what are we doing here? You know, where, where, where's the confusion? Now, we know that's a conglomeration, like we talked about, I believe we mentioned it last week when we were talking about, for an example, what we call modern-day Santeria, which is an aspect of Lakomi or Yoruba, which is practiced heavily amongst most Latinos in this country, all over the United States, whether it's the West Coast, East Coast, you see the Botanicas and also the Haitian community, uh, another group that's highly influenced by Santeria. And they're still using Catholic icons. They're still using Christian concepts, but claiming they're connecting to an African aspect of their culture. And as we mentioned last week, remember, this is, this is tangling the DNA connection. You're not unlocking. So here we are in 2016, and we're still using a slave aspect a slave master version that was being used in slavery, which applied to that time. Don't get me wrong. When a lot of these Portuguese slave masters kept a lot of these people, these, these Yoruba natives in slavery, as we said last week, they masked the worship or the access of the Orishi and they hid it behind the, the Catholic icon. And that's why you have, as we talked about, all these different Catholic saints that are synchronized with the so-called Orishi. You have Santa Barbara Ishango. Our Lady of Mercy is Obatala, Caridad del Cobro, Shun. This goes on and on and on. Each one, when you practice Santeria, is linked to a Catholic icon. Now, we're not in slavery no more. Last, last time I checked physically, I don't, I don't know about you. And we know that exists. Slavery actually still exists in some places in the world, believe it or not, physical slavery. But most of these practitioners that are practicing Santeria today, why are we still using that aspect? Now, here's the problem. Again, when we embrace these cultures, so if you hear you on 2016, let's say you just became, you became interested in, you know, getting initiated in South Korea. Okay, cool. You started reading about it. You start, oh, yeah, this is very interesting. It's something I'm looking to, 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 to go further in. And you go this route, the Santa Maria aspect of it. Now, you start accessing different energy aspects, and you start synchronizing these Catholic saints and synchronizing them with these so-called Yoruba deities, you're also taking upon yourself everything that's connected to it. Oh, shit. Now, what are you talking about? Let me say that again. You are taking upon yourself all those 
spiritual vibrational energy that's connected to it. So if you, and you wouldn't understand this further if you've never been in a house of Santeria. Let me give you a further example. When you decide to take a study further, and this is just one culture, and say you decide you want to become part of a house. And now if you don't know what a house of Santeria is, if you have no knowledge of it, your next step would be to find either a padrino or a madrina. A padrino is a male priestess, and a madrina would be a female priestess. You would find a house so you can go under a so-called initiated elder, and they can take you in under their wing. Now, here's the deep thing. Now, pay attention to this. And there's people I still know to this day in Santeria that don't pay attention to this fact. You are also taking upon the energy of their ancestors because anytime a madrino or a padrino does spiritual work, and this includes, say, for an example, they're doing a rogation on you, which is a head cleansing. They call upon their egoon before they call upon your egoon, and then they place their hands upon your head and transfer the energy. Let me say that shit again if you missed it. Okay? So you really don't know what you're doing. This is the whole point. You really don't know. It's more than just saying, I like Santeria and Yoruba. You really need to dig deep and understand what it is you're getting into and what type of spiritual energy that you're working with. And that's just the Yoruba coach. But Nene, that's, that's, that's important. That's important because people, this is why in the show it seems like we repeat this all the time, but the seven hermetic principles or the seven principles of Tahuti, it's more important than y'all could ever realize. Tahuti is the god of wisdom, divine writings, sacred teachings, things of that nature. In other words, the energy that encompasses that allows for the expansion of your consciousness to be able to receive wisdom, okay? And in that, the fact is that everything is vibrating. Everything it has rhythm, and everything has a to and fro, up and down swing to it. That's right. So whatever your madrina, padrino, babala, whoever you're going to to do work has going on with them, they transfer all that to you. I'm, I know Benini says it, but i got to repeat the importance of understanding that. This is why sometimes at the end of a ritual, you may not feel totally at peace. That's because whatever <laughs> they had going on transferred into you. That's right. And now you're feeling, okay, well, the ritual is good to this, but I still feel uneasy. That's not your uneasiness from you. It's something from them that passed into you because energy is contagious. It can easily be transferred from one person to the next because we're nothing more than energy beings. So understand that as an energy being, you're constantly vibrating. And whether you're vibrating at the lower vibrational scale or the higher vibrational scale, you're still vibrating because both sides of the vibration are still the same thing, a vibration. So in reality, when you understand this aspect, you understand that when you get into that, you're opening doorways to things you have no freaking clue about. So no matter how much you want to uh, preach Santeria, Yoruba, Lakumi, Ifa, you really have to know what you're doing from the inside out. Why we share this is because we're not just people who went in knee deep and studied and practiced these things because we always remember one principle that we were taught years ago since the 80s. Never get stuck in one thing. Never get stuck in any one thing. And I've always remembered that since the 80s to today. 
if you get stuck in one thing, you're missing the whole picture. Yoruba is good for a time. And what I mean by that is this. If you stay in Yoruba and you're stuck there, then understand that the other parts of your ancestry, the other parts of your DNA that may be seeking more than just Yoruba can offer you, and if you think Yoruba can offer you everything, you're mistaken. If you're that DNA, then what happens to that energy, that DNA ancestry and part of you, it starts to die down. That's right. And the gifts that come with that DNA part of you that you're suppressing and quieting start to disappear. Because whenever you accept any one system, you have now accepted that system and suppressed any and other options that there's possibly out there for you to grow and learn. If That's right. you think any one tradition, system, religion, uh, society, order, whatever, is to have the answer to everything, you're mistaken. Big time. Totally and sadly mistaken. And I'll say it over and over again, Okay. When we went knee-deep into Yoruba, from my childhood to today, when I was in that, I understood something. Something innately inside of me always looked at things from a scientific point of view. What I mean by that is I never allowed myself to get stuck under the experiment or the experience that I was living in that life where I forgot that it was just an experience. Right. And all experiences have a beginning and an end, which leads to a new beginning. But if you're still in that experience and you're 30 years later in the same experience, something is wrong because you stopped somewhere in the beginning or the middle and never got to the end. So this is why your life is no better now than it was before. People will say, oh, yeah, but it's brought so much joy to me, and Oshun brings me money. Listen, nigga, first of all, Oshun doesn't bring you a goddamn thing. You made that money come into your life by your right. intent. Do you want to know what the one of the most powerful number one things on this planet is? Your intention. Let me explain it like this. Let's not make it too complex, but let's make it what it is. When you study quantum physics and you understand that everything is vibrating, and if let's say I look at Benidi, and Benidi was standing in front of me, right? When I look away from Benidi, his vibration is so fast that there's multiple Benidis in front of me. There's thousands of Benidis right there in front of me. Until I shift my attention fully back on Benidi, uh, no, notice what I said. My attention is attention. aligned with my intention, and I mm. shift that intention back to Beniti. Then all I see is that one Beniti, because I intend, I intend to see just Beniti. Not realizing that Beniti vibrates so fast that there can't only just be one him. There's multiple vibrations of him, right. but I intend to only see one of him because in this. Third density, third density vibration, we associate everything with person, place, or thing. Three dimensions. So three dimension means bringing everything into that one focal point. 
And that one right. focal point is all associated with your intention. Once I intend something, then I create the process from the subatomic to atomic vibrational layers to manifest into matter the physical layer. Oh, yeah, nigga, right. y'all forgot. We could get knee-deep in this show now. But anyway, that's hey, another to, story. To, to connect on what you just said, let's, let's go to the seven hermetic principles. And, and one thing, vibrational energy is key. Now, me and you, me and Brother uh, Ravana Nguyen were fortunate to get initiated by the same Madrina. Now, we were luckily also that the vibrational energy was compatible. So that was just something that was fortunate. So if the energy is not compatible, you have to understand what that vibrational energy is. So let's, go, let's go real quick to try to, get, to, to explain to the listeners. Let's go to the third principle and the fourth principle. This is key. The third principle, the principle of vibration. Nothing rests, everything moves, everything vibrates. Here's, a, here's a, just a brief breakdown on that. This principle embodies the truth that everything is in motion. Everything vibrates. Nothing is at rest. Facts which modern science endorses and which each new scientific discovery tends to verify. And yet this hermetic principle was enunciated thousands of years ago by the masters of ancient Egypt. This principle explains the differences between different manifestations of matter, energy, that's the important one people miss right here, mind, and even spirit result largely from varying rates of vibration. From the all, which is pure spirit, down to the grossest form of matter, all is in vibration. The higher the vibration, the higher the position in the scale. I just explained what Rubana Nguyen just broke down. The vibration of spirit is at such an infinite rate of intensity and rapidity that it is practically at rest, creating the illusion that it's not moving. Just as rapidly moving, wheel seems to be motionless. At the other end of the scale, there are gross forms of matter whose vibrations are so low as to seem at rest. That's when you get caught up in the man worship, when he was just explaining. You, you creates the illusion you're seeing just the one. Between these poles, here's the deep thing. There are millions upon millions of varying degrees of vibration, from corpuscle and electron, atom and molecule, to worlds and universes. Everything is in vibratory motion. This is also true on the planes of energy and force, which are but varying degrees of vibration, and also on the mental plane, whose states depend upon vibration, and even to the spiritual plane. An understanding of this principle with the appropriate formulas enables hermetic students to control their own mental vibrations as well as those of others. Now, that's important, too. Then say just of yourself controlling the vibrational energy of being able to control the vibrational energy of others. The masters also apply this principle to the conquering of natural phenomena in various ways. Ways. He who understands the principle of vibration has grasped the scepter of power. Now, here's the deep thing. Everybody's on this Egypt pick, but nobody's coming from the root of these seven hermetic principles. Everybody's ma'at, ma'at this, ma'at that. Ma'at, yeah, it's about Matt, right? If you don't understand this, because remember, Matt is a physical manifestation of this. This is the mental, because the first principle of Tehuti is all is mental, mental is all. Now, the second part of that, let's finish with this. So this will get you to understand 
the key to unlocking a connection to your DNA ancestors, the principle of vibration. So now you see this is, this is something that's inward reflecting outward, but we go against this principle when we externalize things. This is what this is basically trying to explain to you. Because the doctrine of vibration, nothing is at rest. And it shows you its origin and its manifestation and the varying degrees of it. Now, to take it a step further, and by the way, just so you know where the information is coming from, uh, we've always recommended people get the three initiates, which modern day uh, called the Kabbalion, which is what most hermetic occultists that study this aspect of the teachings of the Houthi, but they're actually the seven hermetic principles. It's the same thing, not the Kabbalah. Let me make sure people are not confused because some people get confused. Not Kabbalah. That's one thing. This is Kabbalion, K-Y-B-A-L-I-O-N. Uh, there's many different translations out there. You can, If you just Google it, it'll come up. But one of the most thorough and simple to read, and, and again, it's a writing and a work and a part of our culture that I believe any great magician, somebody trying to unlock their DNA connection to their ancestors, you need to master this thing front to back, period. There's no, there's no getting around it. It's, it's by the three initiates, the Kabbalah, which is the seven, seven, seven and hermetic Benedict, principles. What's important is that he, the reason why we stress it is because on any foundation of your spiritual journey and work, seven principles should be understood and mastered. Right. For any path you go from then on out, that foundation will always keep you grounded and expanding your consciousness within those traditions or paths you may choose to experience. Because once you understand that, then you understand these traditions in a nutshell. Because Big time. when you understand that all is mine is mine is all, I don't really think people understand that in totality, not fully. It took me many years to understand that myself. The first time I read the Kabbalion was 1997 or 98, somewhere around there, okay? It took me all the way to the 2000s and damn near the last three, four years to really totally start understanding it. And I'm sure five Yo, years from now, I'll start to hey, understand hey. it on a whole nother level. Didn't you take the name MC Kabbalion after you started reading it? Yep. <laughs> so what's interesting is that five years from now, I'm going to see this even on a whole nother level. But at this present moment, all is mine and mine is all, or the universe is mind, or all is mental, mental is all. Understand this. Everything and anything originates with mind. This means that your concepts of God, your concepts of angels, your concepts of Jesus, your concept of Muhammad, your concept of the Allahumma, Alihat, uh, Malak, uh, Malikat, uh, whatever, your Muhammad, this means your concepts of your Abrahams, your angels, your Yahweh. This means the concepts of the Orisha, Olodumare, all the way on down the line to Ra, Heru, whatever, all originated with a spark of consciousness within 
the mental vibrational realm. That's right. That means Ra cannot exist. That means Obatala cannot exist until you first acknowledge them where? Within the mental realm of your existence. Oh, not up in the sky somewhere? Nah, brother. (laughs) Meaning that Ra's not real to me until I acknowledge it mentally. So prior to me acknowledging Ra, Ra never existed. That's right. Prior to me acknowledging Obatala, Obatala never existed. It only appears to exist because your ancestors, your great-great ancestors all the way back, may have worshipped, prayed to, or connected to Obatala, and that energy we fed this archetype created an astral energy that seems real, but in actuality is not. It's not. It's not. So that's important. the mind acknowledged that, and I accepted all the principles, all the depictions, all the statues, all the rituals that are associated with Obatala, and I accepted that as real, and then I took something that was not and made it real because my mind made it so. I'll use it like this, because some of y'all may need some straight street shit or hardcore shit, regular shit to understand what I'm saying. I'll talk to the sisters. Sisters, you see a man. You crave this man. You crave this man so much that you start to fantasize about him. You fantasize the way he would look undressed. You fantasize his body. You fantasize his lips. You fantasize about everything. To the point that you are on, on overload. You fantasize about this dude so much that he finally materializes. You fantasize, you made love to this nigga, you done fucked him a million times in your dreams. By the time you actually get the penis, the dick, that's probably the dick, best dick you ever had in your life. Not because it really was, because your mind made it so, because you convinced yourself mentally that it was true. So by the time you actually got it, that shit blew your mind, but in reality, the nigga could have been a duck in bed. But you convinced yourself that this is the ultimate nigga I want in my life. He's the shit. He got everything I want. So by the time you got there, you had an orgasm for the nigga even stuck it in. Because you convinced yourself mentally. Is that regular enough for y'all people? Good. Very good. But anyway, it's good to understand that. Because your mind can convince you of anything, and you can make that shit real even when it's not. That's right. So, if I visualize the Pillsbury Doughboy every day as being my God, nigga, I'll have a dream about him. And guess what? I try to tell the world that that nigga is real. Is he? No, he's not. Outside of the little cans that he's on. But he's as real as you made it. You understand? And and, and to confirm that, let's let's real quick go over the next next principle. It's going to confirm everything you just said. Now, let's go to the principle of polarity real quick because this is just going to confirm everything we just talked about uh everything is dual everything has poles everything has its pair of opposites like and unlike are the same opposites are identical didn't say they were different opposites are identical so if you're trying to externalize it or internalize it regardless of which one you're trying to do or convince yourself to do it's both the same thing but it's always starts internal first because all is mental mental is all but different in degree. 
extremes meet. All truths are but half truths. Let me say that again. All truths are but half truths. All paradoxes may be reconciled. Now, here's what this principle embodies. The truth that everything is dual, everything has two poles, everything has its pair of opposites, all of which were old hermetic axioms. It explains the old paradoxes that have perplexed so many, which have been stated as follows. Thesis and antithesis are identical in nature, but different in degree. Opposites are the same, different only in degree. Pairs of opposites may be reconciled. Extremes meet. Everything is and isn't at the same time. All truths are but half truths. Every truth is half false. There are two sides to everything. So there's no such thing as any group, organization, culture, dogma saying that they exclusively have the complete truth. Not if you understand these seven hermetic principles. Because when dealing with vibration and polarity, Anybody that tells you that they are the only one that has exclusive truth, run as far away from them as you can. Because they are taking you in a direction that's going to confuse you even more. And this is how all of your famous cultural and cult organizations have started over the years because some nut decided over the years that they are the exclusive divine connection to the truth. Unfortunately, you still got people today that are so stupid and fall for this bull crap. So they still get locked in these organizations. They really think in their mind that some individual is going to take them to paradise, to heaven, on some spaceship with some damn aliens uh, that has a connection to the mothership. You know, these are your Farrakhans, your Dr. Yorks, and all these other people that have come over the years trying to get a lock on the truth, going against this very principle right here. So they, they, and then these are the same people teaching black consciousness in Egypt, but yet they're going against everything that Egypt stands for and everything that Egypt teaches. Okay, and it's not even Egypt. That's not. That's a whole other story. We'll get into that if we have time. But the whole point is you have to be careful of individuals that come and start preaching against stuff they claim they're against, but the very stuff that they're preaching against at the same time simultaneously why they're telling you to stay away from it, they're actually enforcing that same concept on you as they're telling you not to do it. And they're using this principle right here, the principle of polarity. It just explained it, okay? Because these things go on simultaneously. There is no separate separation from it. Then check this out. It finishes with this. Everything there are two poles or opposite aspects, and that opposites are really the only two extremes of the same thing with many varying degrees between them. So there's no such thing as good or bad. So somebody's telling you, don't study that information there because it might be adverse to what they've established in their own personal ideology as the truth. That's because that individual has no idea of this, this, this principle here. They have no concept of really what it's really all about, and they, they're probably scaring you away from it. Because it's some, it's some, some varying degree they have no knowledge so, of. So wait a second. What you mean to tell me then is according to this principle, according to this principle, then that means that a Caucasian and a black person are in actuality the same? They just That's appear right. to be different? Appear to be different, varying degrees. Holy shit, the booty just dropped the bomb on the black conscious community. <laughs> Tahuti said that shit, not us niggas. Tahuti said a, that shit. 
That's right. It's just a lesser vibrational energy of its original origin or existence because it's the same thing. Now, now you can hear everybody getting in an uproar, and you can get into the whole physical genetic manifestation because I've explained. You know, you just answered the question that I've been getting emails for over a year that nobody wants to answer correctly. You just answered it. And we always talk about what was the purpose of the so-called black conscious God, if you're a black Hebrew Israelite, if you are a so-called conscious black Egyptologist. We've been asking this question for over a year. Now, if you're paying attention, Rabana Noon just answered it just by chance. Not, not that he already knew the answer, but the thing was, he just gave everybody the answer that I've been looking to get in the email to this day, and I still haven't gotten the answer. There's your answer right there. The question was, what was the purpose? for? If you are part of any of these groups that claim you have a divine connection to this black spiritual God that you claim is the original God. We use this term, original, first. Everything's always original. You ever notice that in, in, in black consciousness? Everything is original and yeah. black and first. This shit is hilarious. Now, here's the funny part. I posed this question. What was the purpose of this God creating the Caucasian or the European? And the only answers I've gotten on a consistent basis is everybody's interpretation of genetically how the European or the Caucasian came about. And that's not what the question was. I didn't ask your theory, your opinion, and your philosophy, and your faith beliefs. I've heard everything from the curse on Canaan. I've heard everything from Yakub, the big-headed scientist, taking two magnets, and which is even more ridiculous than anything I've heard. I've heard the, the Nuwabians' interpretation of it. I've heard the black Hebrew Israelites, the, you know, with Esau. I've heard everybody's religious interpretation of it, everybody's explanation of how they genetically think the European Yaku, was created. Yakub took two magnets, brother, and created a document, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and Santa Claus is coming down your chimney on December 25th. Yeah, that's going to happen. The point, the point being is that's not what the question was. Ravonna Noon just answered the question. I simply stated, because the very God that all these organizations are trying to recruit you to, they say, join the nation of Islam. Because they're in tune with the original Asiatic black man, supreme Allah, supreme black man. Really? But then on the flip note, you want to tell me, that Allah incarnated in the personage of Master Farah Muhammad, who was half Caucasian and half black. And then you give that, me this ridiculous... That nigga looks about... Uh, that nigga looks as mulatto oh, yeah. as, a, as a pale man <laughs> from Sweden. Yeah, and then, then they give this ridiculous explanation of why he had to incarnate half black and half white so he could appeal to the masses. Wait a minute. Yeah, but... So you tell... <laughs> You're telling me the, the, the supreme black God that created the whole universe has to use tricks. Now he's got to use these little games. Yeah, but that, he that, that, that the devil uses trickology. Hmm. Contradiction, yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, but you see all the garbage that it's layered in. It's laid on top of garbage and garbage. So, so here well, people don't have it. Let's, have let's, it? It's, what year are we in? 2016, right? 2016, brother. Let's take a quick quick bypass here. And look at the original Asiatic black man. Geneticists, scientists, and everybody have proved that all life originated in East Africa, down by Uganda, Kenya, and that region, and Ethiopia, down there, okay? But these Negroes are still saying, <laughs> they're still saying the original Asiatic black man. 
Yeah, brother. That's about <laughs> but all life was to have found originating in Africa. That's one thing. Now let's look at the second thing. If we look at Asia, Asia in itself, who is the original black man of Asia? That's right. Because it's not the people who originated in East Africa. They migrated there from Kush and Ethiopia and Kenya, those regions that ended up in India. But at the time that that was espoused by Master Farad Muhammad, supposedly, at that time in the year he revealed this to Honorable Elijah Muhammad, who was really the one answering the questions, Elijah and Master Farad Muhammad was just asking the questions, but y'all don't get that. But anyways, he said the original Asiatic black man, okay, the Asiatic black man today, at the time that I was espoused, the only darkest people in Asia would be in India. They're That's the darkest right. of the dark. It's long, brother. It's long. Assalamu oh. ham and bacon, brother. So <laughs> if we take a, a bypass and we're still claiming these things and it's 2016, then it shows exactly what we were speaking about at the beginning of this whole topic tonight. You still are not learning how to unlock your DNA because you're only pinpointing and picking and choosing one location, one point, and one time. So you're still limiting yourself to one aspect of a multiversal aspect. How can you just limit yourself to one thing and then proclaim to the world that you have triple-stage darkness of infinite knowledge? (laughs) From triple stage darkness to 76 trillion years of knowledge. Think about this. 76 trillion years of knowledge, but yet I made a mistake that the original Asiatic black man. (laughs) Anyway, so Beniti is hitting y'all on the head this evening with seven principles. Mm. Now, I hope that... Some of y'all who've studied this are right on tune and right along. Some of y'all might have never studied this, maybe get motivated to study it a little more and understand why we say this should be your foundation. Not saying that it has to be. There ain't no must sum anything on this show. That's but right. It That's could not be is your foundation. Why we say it could be your foundation is because this hits every metaphysical, physical, spiritual, occult, alchemist, perspective of existence there can possibly be. And when you understand that the seven principles, not only are they principles, they also align with your seven chakras. Chakras, there you go. The first principle of Tehuti, all is mine, mine is all, is your crown chakra. That's right. Jeez. And all the way to the seventh principle which is the most physical or lower dense vibration. Hmm. The root chakra, that's right. Which is the root chakra. Understand this. When these this information was espoused, it was espoused from the mental realm. What I say, why I say that? Because there's been many people who've been able to expand their consciousness to obtain a level of wisdom that would be associated with the archetype energy of Tehuti, Hermes, or whatever else you want to call it. And when they were able to espouse this knowledge and information, 
they were tapping into the original spark and source of the mental universe to be able to espouse this and pass it along to you so you could also connect back. Because when you understand that concept and you understand those seven principles, all this shit that we study and go through and fight for, and it means goddamn nothing. When you really understand those seven principles, you really understand that all this shit is mental. So if all this shit is mental, then guess what? Figure that shit out mentally, and you become master over all these things. This is why in the Kabbalah, it tells you there that the masters, the real masters who study this, learn to bend the laws of nature. That's right. They learn to bend it to their will. In other words, like that movie or that cartoon, Avatar, The Last Airbender, learning to bend the elements to utilize them. So we have to understand these principles because we want to unlock our DNA. We hear people constantly in face-to-face, on radio shows, on Facebook and wherever. They're constantly talking about the ancestors, the ancestors. Well, who the fuck, what the fuck ancestors are y'all talking about? <laughs> you know what, you know what, brother? I'm a little disappointed, man. I thought I was going to hear tonight how, how black and great we were. You know, I thought we were going to rant, all, you know, all night. You know, how original this and original that. So, hey, if this is not the show for that. You're going to get the, you're going to get the real deal. And before you finish, Rabana Noon, we didn't forget the listeners. Shortly in the next 10, 15 minutes, we're going to go to the phone. We're going to take some questions. So get your questions ready. If you got questions, you can go ahead and start typing them in, and we'll scroll up through them later. But go ahead, brother. But <clears throat> what, who, okay, who are your ancestors that you're referring to? That's the question. Because I, I constantly hear people say my ancestors or our ancestors. You know, notice the our ancestors, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is, it becomes our now because we want to group everybody in one big thing and we're all interconnected and we're all like, that's fucking lovely and fine, okay? But understand this. Your ancestors may not be my ancestors. Let me say it again. And if your feelings hurt, oh well, get over it. Yeah, get over it. Your ancestors may not be my ancestors. I can tell you exactly where my ancestors came from. 50 to 75% of y'all can't tell me not even one iota of where they came from. I know, I directly know by proof, by DNA proof, scientific research on my ancestry that I have connection to the Yoruba tribe of Nigeria and the Mabuti of the Congo region. Okay? No ifs, ands, or buts. Verified. I also can tell you that I have ancestry to Morocco. Yes, the Moors, the original Moors y'all fight about. I actually have blood ancestry, not some documentation, not some paperwork that I'm trying to prove and trying to get some sovereignty. I can prove through DNA I have ancestry directly from Morocco. I also can verify and prove that I have ancestry directly to India. And I can prove that I have ancestry to Taino, the Native Americans here in the West. So at the end of the day, when you say our ancestors, 
which ones exactly are you referring to? Because my ancestors, when we look at African tradition, my ancestors was not a conglomeration of all these people. My ancestors was direct blood lineage all the way back. So your ancestors may not be my ancestors. As a matter of fact, if you say our ancestors, your ancestors might have been rivals to my ancestors. There might have been tribal warfare between our tribes in ancient times. And we still carry that animosity through our DNA vibration today. And you ask, well, why can't all niggas get along? You want to know why? Because some of y'all might have been warring tribes back in Africa. (gasps) What? Yeah. We fought back in the days. All of us weren't eating ice cream and chilling, being out and hanging out. Oh, it wasn't peace and love, man, and, 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 and everybody was united? Nah, we weren't smoking peace pipe together. We weren't doing all that shit. There was actual tribal wars, tribal skirmishes that took place for thousands of years before any Caucasian ever even set one foot into Africa. And then you wonder why we can't get along today because some of you predominantly may have DNA from a certain tribe that is anti-another tribe, and that person you're warring with in this physical life is from that tribe. I'll give you an example. Me and Asar, we could be the tightest, coolest buddies, but we'll go at it, and we'll argue with each other, go at it sometimes. Do you know why? Because he's from the Bamaliki in Cameroon, and the Bamaliki and the Yoruba tribe have had conflicts. To this goddamn day, they don't like each other. They look down upon each other. One tribe thinks they're better than the other. And sometimes when me and him argue, I laugh because I know that. Nigga, we better, nigga. We better, nigga. Yeah. So, so see, that's where it comes from. The nigga talking shit. Yo, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. But (laughs) understand this now. This is where it comes from. So no, it's not like we all can't get along. What's wrong with Blakey? It's because y'all, some of y'all niggas just didn't like each other from way back then to today. And y'all trying to act like we're supposed to be all just one group of people and we're all African-Americans. Yeah, that's because you took a group of people from different tribes and you mixed them all in together. And now you got a hodgepodge of people and some of those DNAs dominate over others and they conflict over others. So now you're trying to get along with each other. You have no goddamn clue. So when you say your ancestors and our ancestors are two different things, buddy, because they might have not gotten along. They may have been different tribes. Who's to say that they didn't purposely put warring tribes together in a certain area on purpose? Of course they did. All that shit was purposeful. All that shit but here's a, here, that's right. Here's another thing that that let's let's address this. This is important since we're on this topic. Before we take some questions, there's another thing that confuses people in what we're talking about. Unlocking your DNA connection. You got the group of people who think they're on this mission to save their people, quote unquote. They think that this is. <laughs> they think that they think that this is about saving, you know, uh, the original black conscious people on the planet. 
has to be connected more. She's the original. Yeah, because they, they get, and again, it shows they know nothing about, let's talk about what all the conscious Negroes like to talk about. Let's talk about melanin now. And most people don't really oh, man, understand. That, that's, all, that's all over Facebook, man. When you get on there, yeah. melanin, 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 oh, yeah, melanin. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like they say melanin instead of melanin. Now, now, we're talking about vibrational energy. We're talking about to really understand this. Let's talk about real quick. I don't want, I want to get into the whole melanin topic, but let's talk about real quick, and we'll refer back to some things we've talked about. Uh, also, when Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum has been on the show, and actually he'll be back the last Thursday of this month. He'll be coming back on on March 31st, so if you missed him the last time, uh, definitely tune in to the last show of this month. Um, he talked to he, and I think he's one of the best scholars out there uh, when getting into the topic. And, and he explains that the normal melanin that has its origin in the brain, on down the brain stem, which is your, your electromagnetic conductor that absorbs all these frequencies and these energy. That normal melanin is like an antenna. It sends out a signal. Okay, let's get this locked in our head because this is critical in unlocking your DNA connection. Don't do it, brother. Don't hurt their feelings, brother. Yeah, oh, well. Connecting to this vibrational energy that we're talking about in these seven hermetic principles. Now, as explained, what happens is we've, we've talked about the pineal gland, for an example, being calcified on previous shows. When, when you do what we talked about earlier, you heard about a noon talk about it, so I gave you myself. When you just identify with one aspect that whatever you take a personal life into, any of the, the previous mentioned cultures that we talked about earlier, and you just accept that what you do is you create a veil, literally. You put a wall. You, those, those conductors or those antennas now cannot receive those signals. When we talk about the concept of tapping into the cosmic conscious, that's going into the inner depths of the subconscious mind and accessing that archetype energy. Now you can't do it because you've exclusively claimed to be Yoruba or I'm, I'm just dealing with Egypt. So now the normal melanin cannot receive the energy and the signals and transmit this through the rest of your DNA. We're talking about neuromelanin. Don't confuse that with neuromelanin. People get confused sometimes. We're talking about neuromelanin. That coats every part of the nervous system, every single part of any organ, the kidneys, the liver. All this is transmitted through the entire aspect of your DNA. Now, you heard last week to connect something that Dr. Phil Valentine talked about when he was talking about the kidneys being one of the root aspects to your spirituality and connection to your ancestors. Somebody had asked them a question. Uh, one of the callers that we took had asked them the question, I hear ringing in my ears. Now, most people automatically correlate that to being spiritual, like they're connected to aliens or extraterrestrials. Aliens, or brother, give me a message, bro. Yeah. Yeah, no, but there's, there's some niggas that actually believe that they're connected to some type of aliens or something. Yeah, well, we didn't even, we didn't even get into the alien phenomenon. Now, the answer Dr. Valentine <laughs> gave, you know, because that's become a religion too, you know, UFOism and extraterrestrials, that's replaced uh, Christianity to some people because if you believe there's some aliens coming on a ship for you, then you might as well just, uh, you know, go back into the church and, and uh, believe that there's something coming for you because it's not, it's not going to happen, brother. But point being is this. If you go back and you can listen for yourself, the answer Dr. Valentine gave on last week's show I think was critical, and I don't know if people really understood what he was saying. Because the kidneys and the liver and the pancreas are important organs 
that are connected to the root of your spirituality. He said, usually, when you're hearing a ringing in your ears, you need to go to that part of your 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 uh, DNA and your 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 body makeup because one of those organs aren't functioning correctly. That's ninety percent of the reason why. And and usually it's because you're not hydrated enough. Kidneys aren't receiving Wait. the proper flushing. Wait. So you're telling me Krill isn't contacting me from the bureau? <laughs> Krill, that sounds like uh, some pancakes you get at IHOP. That's, that shit sounds like <laughs> I thought I thought the grays were contacting me when I heard my ears ringing. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you had a you mean, whole bunch I mean, of ears. So you mean when I yeah. heard it, my ear ringing and then I thought I received a message the next morning? No, 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 nigga. Your ears is fucked up, nigga. Your ears is fucked up, nigga. So you mean See, to tell me then the crop circles I saw in my backyard after my ears rang wasn't real? <laughs> See, you know what it is. That lawnmower space, nigga? You thought that was a yeah, spaceship? That. Yeah, well, see, yeah, but see, again, there's another classic example of people trying to find external answers for internal problems. Let me say that again. There's another class. You just heard Brother Ravana Noon, even though they're joking about it. These are people that have a hard time identifying with the reality. Also, also, I mean, also I hate to say it, but a lot of niggas that identify with the UFO phenomenon, they just fucking space cadets, man. They really want that, too. Space Rangers, man. Straight up Space Rangers. You know what I mean? You run into them. You know, and they, 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 you know, they, 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 what they've done subconsciously is now, again, and most of them, 99.9% of them, came through some form of religion at one point or another in their life, whether it was Islam, Christianity, or Judaism. And now they've now, let me give you an example. We've talked about this. If and it's again, it's psychologically in how you approach it. If you believe that there's a rapture and there's, whether you call it Jesus or whatever you want to call it, you, you, if you accept the concept that something is coming back for you, okay, that's a religious concept in religion. We all know so, that. We can't, aren't those we can't the same people that espouse that um, the white man taught us oral sex? Those are the right. same people that would be on a ship, right, waiting for some aliens. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. So now you've left, exactly. Now you've left that. Watch, and, and watch, you're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna have a, a a death ratchet soon. You gonna have a a group of niggas, you know, that that buy some new Jordans and, and pour Clorox in a cup and drink it. Yeah, yeah, and kill themselves because the shams are coming. So so now you have people, you have people that have left that mindset, and now they think they've changed their whole way of thinking. They claim to have. Now they now they they went from that extreme to telling you that now there's some highly intelligent beings that exist somewhere in the universe that they don't even know. Okay, let me show you how the mind works now. Pay attention to this. And then they claim that there's some great mothership or some great spaceship that's coming with these intelligent beings on it to come back for their children. That ain't nothing but the rapture in Christianity. You just all you did was mask it with extraterrestrial garbage. Now here's the deeper thing. Do you ever notice this crap? This is the funny shit right here, okay? Do you ever notice when somebody starts to get heavily involved in a certain dogma or culture or philosophy, all of a sudden they start having experiences with it? Let me give you an example. Yeah, of course. Yeah. To show you that the mind I knew, is, Yeah. The mind is the one that's actually, you're, what you're basically doing is working magic. And what do we say real magic is? Manipulation of the subconscious mind. Pay attention to this. 
I and you just hit it on the head, Ramon. When people were studying the whole, and there's still people now. You go on Facebook, and they still space. There, there's there's some niggas that said Anubis is an extraterrestrial race, brother. Right, right. So so now <laughs> now you can, now you got people at a certain point when they were studying whether it was the Anunnaki or the extraterrestrials. And I noticed, and I always ask people this question. I noticed before they got heavily engulfed in that information, now all of a sudden they started having experiences with specific Anunnaki, where they started reading about the grays and the Ramadans and the Reptan. Now all of a sudden they have experiences. You got, you got, you got and new and shit. <laughs> right. But, but my question to them, I asked them, is it the mind actually working magic? Because it's just like when you go to sleep every night and you have dreams. What, what happens through you in the course of a day or what you're constantly thinking about on your mind is going to affect what you dream about. That's a fact. That's a scientific fact. Is that not the same thing? If I'm studying about something, reading about something continuously, is it not possible that my subconscious mind is being heavily influenced of by that energy that I'm absorbing? Well, how come the question that I ask these people is, how come prior to before you became engulfed in this, you didn't, ha- you didn't even have any of these experiences? And I get the most ridic- ridiculous answer. Here's another question to ask him. Before you saw a depiction of Anu, Obatala, Ra, Yamaya, Heteru, before you saw a depiction, a statue or something of them, did you dream of them? Don't lie, motherfuckers, and say you did. Because most of y'all motherfuckers were dreaming about Mickey Mouse and shit before you even thought of goddamn Heteru. Don't give me that bullshit. Okay? That's the same motherfucker who calls themselves Heru, but her real name is Shaniqua. Don't give me that bullshit. Okay? <laughs> That's all bullshit. Because as as a star, I know this nigga's about to say this, because I can read this nigga mind from here. This nigga's going to quote Sapphire or some other nigga. He's going to talk you. Uh, he laughing because he know He's going to tell you. About, go ahead, nigga. Tell him about Sapphire. I ain't going to steal your thunder, nigga. <laughs> Goddamn niggas, man. Shit. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, this is one guy named Sad Guru. Hey, there it is. Uh, he said <laughs> he said something that was very interesting. He said that you know he was talking about this being or in, or avatar known as Maha Avatar, and you know also known as Baba G. Sound like he's taking a shit, Maha. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, you know, Babaji or Maha Avatar, you know, is an avatar incarnation, you know, that's been seen by different people and all this other shit. But um the point, you know, that I'm making is this guy, he stated something very important. And a lot of people hated him for it, but he said most of most of most people's experiences with Babaji are not real. He said most of it is imaginative. He said the problem with most people is they let their imagination, you know, go wild. They have no control of their imagination, and pretty much it causes them to hallucinate. Yeah. So those are you the know, motherfuckers. Makes them, makes them see things that really aren't there. Yeah, because they heard about Maha Avatar. Right? They heard about Kali. They heard about this. And all of a sudden, now they have dreams about Kali. They have dreams about... Listen, motherfuckers. Most of the time, that's your imagination creating what you want to hear or see or know. I'm not saying that there's not 
legitimate times where this can happen. Now, what I'm saying, well, actually, there isn't, but anyways, what I'm saying is that most of the time, your imagination is creating what you want to be real. Is it real? Unlikely. Sometimes, but unlikely it's real because you created that within your imagination. Your motherfucking mind is something else. Isn't that right, Beniti? We know right. a bunch of niggas who never even heard of Anu, and all of a sudden they started reading Anu, and they had, oh, Anu came to me last night. Sounds like a goddamn preacher. <laughs> <laughs> he came to me last night, brother, and he yeah. did I'm supposed niggas, to niggas, niggas were seeing and new niggas was having dreams of inky and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> now let's, let's 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 to to confirm that point though. Before before we move on, how does that differ? Let's go to the person that like you could go to Mexico for an example, okay? And you have people that have been pumped with the aspect of the Virgin Mary called the Lady of Guadalupe, right? Bad whore, yeah. right? And, <laughs> Now, they've all claimed to have this apparition that you find this all through Catholicism in, in various different parts of the world, whether it's in Latin America, even in Africa. Yes, I said Africa because you have a, a, a large following of Catholicism in Nigeria. Yes, Nigeria is not all. Yeah, yeah. And where they've all claimed to have these apparitions of who they call the Blessed Virgin Mary. And they've all, they've all described it in, in similar fashion. Now, again, if I'm constantly pumping people up with a concept and you're constantly reading about it, and not only are you reading about it, I'm backing it up, and I'm, and I'm also giving you imagery that goes with it. Now, you heard Ramana Nunez use the word imagination, which has, obviously has root in the word image. Your imagination, or the images basically that your mind creates. So I hope you caught that when we were throwing that in there. There was a reason why we had used that word imagination. Now, if I'm constantly pumping you information about any deity. And we're going to use, for an example, who they call uh, Blessed Virgin Mary in Catholicism. Now, this is, this is a system where, say you're an individual that was raised Catholic all their life, went to Catholic school for many years, uh, studied Catholicism. Now you're in your old age. You're still engulfed in Catholicism. If you started having some type of apparition, what do you think the good chance that apparition is going to manifest as? everything that your subconscious mind absorbs. So, of course, you're going to see this white light and this, this image of Mary and this long white gown with a halo over it. Yeah, the whole nine, because you've been pumped with that subconsciously for a multiple amount of time, from, from the time you were a youth to, to the time you become an adult. And sometimes if you stay with these dogmas and doctrines all your life, to the time you become an adult. So this is why you're seeing what you see. Then that confirms what the brothers were just talking about, about people that all of a sudden study extraterrestrial phenomena, is now they've pumped their subconscious mind with all this information, but now all of a sudden they're seeing Anu, they're seeing Anunnaki, they're seeing Rays, they're seeing... <laughs> you, got, on, you, you, got niggas picked, you got the poorest niggas getting picked up by Rays and shit for missions. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, check this out. What we're going to do next week, and we didn't even touch on that, uh, the brother that I mentioned, he's definitely coming on next Friday night. We're going to talk about, does your financial situation affect your spirituality? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't know. Oh, shit. Brother, brother, Dave's got brother, quiet. Brother, 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 it's not about money, brother. It's not about money. Yeah, yeah okay. 
brother, what it is is that, see, you're still caught up in the physical, brother. See, what it is is spiritual, yeah. okay. spiritual, brother. So that means, you know, I have to be spiritually poor in order to raise up, brother. See, there was, well, there's no saints that were rich, brother. See, all the yeah, well, sure. motherfucker, Mahana was one of the richest motherfuckers alive on this planet when he passed. That's right. Motherfucker. That's right. Solomon, according to your biblical bullshit, was one of the richest motherfuckers in the world, okay? You got to understand, we're poor here in the West because this is the doctrine that was pumped here in the West. Let's review this before we take calls, right? Do you know why we believe what we believe about spirituality here in the West? Because sometime early, late 1800s, early 1920s, 30s, and 40s, somewhere around there, there was an invasion of people from India that came to America and yoga and, you know, all tantra, all these things started making their way known here in the West, okay? There was an invasion. It's not like, it's not like one of them niggas came. Them niggas came deep, nigga. They were like hundreds of them fuckers came at the same time. And they all set up their little camps, and they all set up their little teachings. And we here in the West are so hungry for any kind of knowledge that we accepted what they espoused as being a spiritual person. Do you know what they believe a spiritual person is supposed to be? A spiritual person is supposed to be pious. They're supposed to be um, of minimal material gain. They're supposed to be vegetarian. They're supposed. All these things are espoused. And if you look it up on Google, there's actually a world community now who declares who's a master teacher and who's not. And these are some of the prerequisites. But yet, they bypass that there was a motherfucker in China who lived up to, he lived 430 years. That nigga ate meat. All the way to his 430th year, that nigga was still eating meat. But because niggas here in the West got brainwashed way back in the 30s, that you have to be this, you have to be that, you have to be. That's what people think being spiritual is. And we still adhere to those principles today. That's right, brother. Realizing that ninety percent of that shit was somebody else's perspective of what being a spiritual master is. Now now you got niggas eating a kale salad, and they just think they just. (laughs) Niggas look like fucking idiots. First of all, listen. Yeah, yeah. Some of some of some of y'all look like you need to eat a hot sandwich. Let's let's keep it real because (laughs) you know there's there's healthy looking slim, and then there's just like I look like I need to eat like. You know, big ass, big ass hoagie or something because that shit is not attractive. I had, I had a nigga living with me. You know, nigga, I had a nigga, nigga living with nigga, me. Nigga, 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 this guy lived with me. He was pure raw vegan. Not just vegan. This nigga was just raw food vegan. That nigga was spooked the fuck out. That nigga was spooked the fuck out. So this nigga was living with me. And this nigga always got in discussions with me because, you know, for uh, for 10 years of my life, I was pure vegan, okay? I went to my holistic doctor. This motherfucker is a holistic doctor, a naturopath. She done studied everything. She looked at me. She said, oh, you might want to consider eating some meat. Uh, that shit floored me. I thought this was the shit. This is pure, pure shit. This is how gods eat. They eat fucking vegetables, right? <laughs> <laughs> she she looked at me and I'm trying to all this knowledge. She just smiles and says, "I understand that, but what you have to understand is that most people who become religious, I mean, 
vegetarian do it for more religious reasons, even if they think they aren't religious reasons. That's why they're doing it. So anyways, that hit me. That spanked me. That punched me all at one time. So anyways, to sum it up, I had already transitioned into eating some meat by the time this nigga come live with me. So, you know, he looking at me like I'm sacrilegious, okay? This nigga has no iota of any kind of consciousness whatsoever. His only consciousness is that he's vegan, so he thinks he's special. Yet this nigga smoked more weed than a motherfucking Rastafarian, okay? That's anyway, natural, brother. That's natural. That's yeah, natural. very natural, brother. But here's here's what I'm trying to tell you. And I bet you, I bet you that was a musky-ass nigga, man. How can you be vegan and you smell worse than a motherfucker who ain't showered in 50 days? Thank you. Thank you. How so the fuck you vegan and you can stink like all hell broke loose? <laughs> yeah. Yo, some of y'all need to get some. Really, really. I'm glad you brought that up because I can attest to several cats that some of y'all smell like straight hot garbage, man. Some of y'all, some of y'all, some of y'all need to invest it. Yo, there's too much goddamn soap and deodorant on the planet that smell like that, man. Too much, man. Brother, brother, brother. brother you aluminum in it, brother, see? That's going to be all your pores and leave the hands. It's not natural, brother. It's not natural, brother. It's not natural. Look, look, and you bring, it's funny you bring, you bring, you bring up the vegan thing. This this is another thing that stumps me, man. Did you ever notice the Hebrew Israelites, for some people, for a group that claims to not eat pork and follow the dietary laws of the Torah, they're some old motherfuckers. Oh my God! Oh. I asked that question one time. All those dudes are used, man. What laws are they following, man? <laughs> what book are they following? They follow, following the uh, the Aunt Jemima laws of the niggas. Oh, oh, that's the book of Aunt Jemima. That's, a, <laughs> that's the book. Of, that's the book of pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm telling you, man. People, people got issues. Anyway, let's uh, let's, see, let's go ahead and take some calls. I know we have a little fun with this. Um, all right, if you got some questions and comments, uh, and you're just listening online, go ahead and type those in. Uh, we'll go ahead and rotate back and forth. Uh, again, we go to the phones. Um, make sure your phone is unmuted. Uh, obviously, we can't hear you. People sometimes forget to mute their phone. So if we call you out, unmute your phone so you can be heard. If you do not have a question or a comment, just say just listening, and we will move on to the next caller. Also, uh, a lot of these are just listed by state. I got people in here in multiple states. We got people in here from Maryland, Mississippi, Florida, New York, Georgia, Texas. We got international listeners online from Australia, uh, no Brazil, Philippines. So we got people from all over the world listening tonight. Um, so again, if we call you out by state, just speak, and if that's you, you'll be able to be heard. Let's go to our first call. The first call that we have in the queue, we have on the call South Central Florida. You are on the call. Do you have a question or a comment? Peace, brothers. Peace. How you doing, sister? I'm doing well. I'm listening to the program. I'm getting a lot of information, and um, it's. I know it's going to benefit me, especially about the... Um, um, all of it, but when you were talking about the um, DNA, um, mm-hmm. when when I was when I was growing up, when I was young, um, uh, my aunt, my aunt, my father's um, sister, she would always say, "You got Indian in you," mm-hmm. and at the time, I didn't understand 
exactly what it meant. I was thinking about the movie Indians. Ah. And and now that I'm I'm more um, knowledgeable, I know exactly um, what she was speaking of. She was talking about the uh, uh, indigenous people that were here, melanated people that weren't that weren't slaves. That's and right. on, That's on my dad's side. And on my mother's side, I know that my um, um, my grandmother's father was um, um, a mulatto to the point that he looked white because I've seen pictures of him. And his father was white. So I know mm. I have that in me, but I always rejected that. And the reason why is is, is because what happened to, you know, uh, melanated people in America, especially um, at the hands of, um, you know, um, Caucasian people. And um, it's just something I always reject. And now I know it is a part of me, and it might benefit me if I would embrace it because it, it as, as you're stated on the program, it's a part of who you are. That's right. Yeah, but I always, you know, you know I always like, and I know the reason why, like I just said, is because of the relationship of uh, melanated people in America. So I didn't want to have anything to do with, um, you know, mm. white people. Nothing, mm. you know. Wow. Um, wow. But I'm learning. I'm learning because I knew my grandmother, um, uh, her dad. Like I said, he. We have pictures of him. He looked like a white man, and his right. father was white, and. His mother was a mulatto. Mm. But I just pushed that under the rug and said, oh, no, I don't like those people, you know. And now I'm right. realizing um, that it is a part of me. And That's if right. I get to my advantage, you know, I can grow. I can grow. I have a, I have a better experience in life, you know, and That's receive right. the truth. So I'm learning a lot, brothers, and I appreciate. And I'm so... I'm so um, 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 I am so uh, glad that I'm realizing that it is certain things that you'll speak about is in me, and I can I can embrace it and, and um, apply it to my life and and benefit from it. You know, one That's more right. thing I have a uh, my son. He loves Spanish girls and um, Caucasian Caucasian uh, um, women, and mm-hmm. I used to be really turned off about that because I always visualize, you know, you visualize your children, who they're with, and, and the grandkids, and how they're going, you know, look and everything, and he's just drawn to it, but his father, his father, um, um, grandfather was Jewish, so I said, mm-hmm. maybe that has something to do with it, and I learned that mm-hmm. through, through listening to, to your program, like, that's maybe, maybe that's why he's drawn to, um, now, he like black uh, women also, but he just has right. a thing about, you know, and, and his grandmother on his father's side was Cuban. Mm. He liked the Spanish and and right. the white, but when he finds a beautiful black girl, he's joined to her also, but he's more joined to, like I said, um, Spanish-speaking um, women and right. Asian women. And I used to be like, oh, don't bring it to my house. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought that up because he most, most, you know, misinformed conscious people would say, oh, see, that's just a program. 
uh, of the white man on the mentality of, as far as like explaining that explanation that you just explained for your son. Not giving you the genetic explanation because some of that comes from genetics. Is is there? Yes, we can look for an example in the music industry. We see they do promote a certain standard of beauty. So we're not we're not saying that there is a a, a certain standard that they're trying to promote. But that's not the only explanation, as you just explained, with your son, uh, for an example, why they would be drawn to that to that type, as you just explained. That's not the only answer. But the, the average person would just explain it to you like that, as it as it again. We always just want to, you know, shift something that we deal with, we want to shift that blame on somebody else rather than take the responsibility. And I think when you get a genetic understanding of it, it makes a lot more sense other than, see, we like to just write stuff off and say, oh, that's, that's brainwashing from the white. Because it's easier, you know, because we don't have to do any research. We don't got to study. So it's just convenient just to blame everything on the white man. It's the white man's fault. I'm a bum and I'm not successful. It's the white man's fault. You know, so it's, it's, it's a convenient scapegoat. And I'm glad you shared that with us because it kind of, connects the genetic thing and as you explained when you just went through your family lineage that that would also you know shape our likes not just towards uh, you know male and female food music yeah um you know we, we we might gravitate towards a certain music that we think within ourselves is adverse to what we would consider music that we're supposed to listen to based on our ethnicity because uh, i've shared this with, with people on the show several times uh, a couple years back I had, a, I had a Jamaican dude in one of my classes and I uh, you know he was embarrassed to be openly to let people know he liked rock music because he figured being being Jamaican and and you know promoting that people would look at him as as you know somebody off yes I want to say one more thing yeah. about um when I when I was pregnant with my son um my husband and I, we were just we were out shopping, and we decided to go into this um, pizza restaurant. I had this craving for pizza. I didn't know I was pregnant. And I went into there, and I said, and, I, and I, we ordered a pizza, and I asked the, um, you know, um, the owner, did he have any milk? And he said, no, we really don't. We have the sodas and this and that. But he went next door to, the, to another store and came back with the milk. Now, when I had my son, he loves Italian food. And right. so um, when he was when um, when he had a doctor's appointment one time, they they um, they were running um, some tests on him, and they and they said he doesn't have the symptoms that that um, melanated people have um, when you have um, what's that disease that um, melanated people have? Uh, lactose intolerance. No, no, not lactose, but when you have that um, um, something to do with sickle cell, sickle cell. Sickle cell. Okay. He, he, they said he don't have that. He has the something from the Mediterranean area, right? Yeah. And I said, "Wow, right. where did he get that from?" And at the time, I was like young. I know. I said, "Where did he get that from?" And 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 I had that craving for pizza. I'm going back to that. He loves Italian food. Now I don't know oh. if that has anything to do with my genetics or anything, but he loves Italian food. That's like his favorite. Oh, I'm sure there's some connection there, but most definitely. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate you. I appreciate you sharing that with us because it kind of confirms what we've been talking about this evening. So I definitely appreciate that, sister. And I appreciate you, young men. I All appreciate right. you. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you for the call. So there, there, there you go. And then there's an, there's another thing, uh, brothers, that she touched on uh, when she was 
uh, in, in the first portion of her call when she was talking about Native American ancestors. And that's something we talked about the last two weeks. We also got to get this illusion out of our mind that everybody came here on slave ships, because that's not true. And, and, and a lot of us have connection to those indigenous uh, natives of As Indians, that's not what Native Americans are. When you see the modern-day Indian today and you hear the term Native American, it's two different things. The modern-day Indian today is a mixture of all these beings we've been talking about tonight, the Caucasian, the Indo-Aryan, the African, and the Asian. Uh, when you look at the modern-day people that are claiming to be modern-day Indians slash Native Americans, we're talking about the original you know, dark-skinned, melanated, Native Americans uh, that we've connected to the Olmecs, um, that we've connected to the Aztec and the Mayans, how these cultures were all linked up. This is why when you go to Mexico, you see pyramids there, you see them in Egypt, because there's a connection. These, these, these are one and the same people. And you will find out, again, that not all of us are direct descendants of people from those slave trades. Some of y'all were already here. You've always been here, and every part of the planet including America, and it's not always a go-back-to-Africa kick. So everybody's on this, we need to go back to Africa crap, which kills me. You know, and, and as we said last week, I just tell them, go. What are you waiting for? Real you know, quick, sitting here. just yeah. to show the interconnection between these groups of people from different sides of the world and how you know that it really all interconnected from one source, one word. In the Mayan language... The word for kundalini is kuthalini. You hear that it's kutha, K-U-T-H-A-L-I-N-I. That's kundalini for them. But you notice it's very similar to kundalini. It's kuthalini. The word for chakras in the Mayan language is chakras. C-H-O-K-L-H-S. Chakras. If that's not some connection showing how these people are all interconnected, then I don't know what to tell you. But <laughs> that just shows the influence and the connections and how the similarity of the doctrines and the teachings are all the same, pretty much, or varying uh, degrees of the same thing. But they all have this connection and this teaching that just shows you we're all interconnected here. These melanated beings are all interconnected, found in all locations, all regions, simultaneously at the same time here. Right. But we want to say, okay, well, you know, everything is just African. Yeah, that's where the source started. But these people spread all over the world. So you mean to tell me that when they spread all over the world, they didn't bring their teachings, their doctrine, their cultures, everything with them? Of course they did. And that's why we have so many similarities here in the West as we do in Africa. Pyramids and temples and all these things exist because they're all interconnected beings. But what happens is, as Beniti is relating to you all, we pick and choose and just say Africa, 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 and forget about the beings who've been here for hundreds of thousands to millions of years on this side of the world who also have dynamic cultures and sciences that are just as relevant 
and just as powerful as anything found in Africa. That's right. But we cannot bypass that. We cannot, we cannot look Plus. away from that. We can't minimize that because that's just as important. Because people will say, well, how do you, they'll say myself, how are you, Latino, know all this information as if it's exclusively not found in Latinos, but it's exclusively only found in Africans or people of African origin. Right. But yet, they fail to look south from here, south of North America, and look into Central America, all the way down to South America, and find pyramids and temples and astronomical observational sites and things of that nature directly south from here. And they fail to realize, well, geez, so what you're saying is that I can't possibly have this knowledge because I'm Latino, but you can because you're African. Of course, brother. Right? That's well, see, that's the division and separation that Caucasians wanted you to fall under. That's the way they divide, separate, and conquer everybody because they chopped you up into these little groups, and y'all forgot that you're all interconnected and that the same people that are here were also in Africa. No, brother, you don't you don't have enough skin melanin, brother. Uh, I don't yeah. need enough skin melanin. My neuromelanin is just fine, baby. There you go. That's the key. <laughs> and as so, Dr. Bynum says, and I'm going to say this another time on the show right now to clarify this, Dr. Bynum, Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum, who has had years of education, educational studies, and I don't care what you consciously That's the me. white man's education. I don't care if it's the white man's, the black man's, or the purple man's education. If you're asking <laughs> educated, shut the fuck up. And the reason why I say that is because when people say that, that's just an excuse to be a dumbass nigga, and that's all I'm saying. The reason why I say right. that is because the basics of education is to be able to read, write, read, and write. If you can't do the basics of reading and writing, then you will remain an ignorant person. Most black people you meet today cannot even read a goddamn book. And that is because they don't care about reading anymore. All they care about is music, dancing, smoking, drinking, fucking, sucking, and everything else in between. Right? Right. But they don't care two shits about reading a book. So if you can't get the basic foundation of reading and writing then anything you say after that is irrelevant. I don't care. Dr. Bynum took the time not only to become educated in the white man's school, as you would say, white man's educational system, as you would say, and also educated himself in your doctrine and teachings and sciences. So this nigga done combined both and took it to another level. Dr. Bynum specifically, through his research, through his studies, through his time, pointly addressed that situation. He said, melanin, skin melanin, is important in the regions you live in or not live in. Let me say what that means. If you're in tropical, warm climate environments, such as from Florida on down, Melanin is very important because you have an extended period of time that you're found in the sun where the ultraviolet radiation can become more harmful to you. 
So melanin is superior in that environment to protect you from it. However, if you're in a more northern, cooler, colder climate, melanin is not needed. Thus, pale skin or light skin is more superior or dominant in that region for your survival because you are not in need of abundance of skin melanin. So why are all these spiritually conscious people, these these old melanated Negroes, why they're all living in these big ass cold cities up north then? Exactly. If they if they're so spiritual black. Bill Valentine, the first time he came on the show, specifically stated and go back and find us on our archives on Awakening Universal Minds Facebook page, he specifically stated that most people that are melanated living in the northern cities, environments, and climate are damaging their melanin the longer they stay there because they are more in jeopardy of having toxic melanin or deficient melanin because they have minimal exposure to prolonged periods of sunlight. That's right. Go back and find the show. Dr. Phil Valentine is not just a brother who talks shit. He's a naturopathic doctor. He has his degrees and certificates. He understands that he also had to go that route to legitimize himself in many different facets to get the information needed to bring it to the common folk. Understand that shit. Okay? But, as Dr. Bynum also stated, what's important to understand is that neuromelanin, which your brain sits in and other glands of your body sit in, neuromelanin is able to be produced in abundance by all races of people. However, yes, it is correct that more European people tend to have more calcified pineal glands. However, we all still have the ability to produce abundance of neuromelanin. There is no one who can be greater in producing neuromelanin than the other, at this point in time, we all have that ability to produce abundance of neuromelanin. Understand that shit. Skin melanin is cosmic dust, nigga. That's right, brother. Cosmic. cosmic That's what cosmic it is. Dust. Okay, it's cosmic doodoo that niggas <laughs> want to grab from fucking ethers in the cosmic. Have no fucking idea how to even activate that shit, other than reading cosmic. a book. Have no fucking Fuck. clue, other than repeating what they heard, have no fucking clue how that skin melon can even be beneficial to them. Because if they did, them niggas would not be living in New York, Chicago, D.C., motherfucking St. Louis, and all them motherfucking places. That right. would be down here in the south where it's warm. Yeah, they stay up in those big cities. These are the same people that claim that America's Babylon and the beast and, and, and all this other shit, but yet they can't come out of that style and that way of living, so they stay up there and justify it and, and, and find excuses. So that's first step one. If it's unlocking your DNA connection to your ancestors, uh, the basic is you should get yourself in an environment and surrounding that's conducive to that. Let's establish that shit. So you can't be in Canada, all these cold-ass climates, which is adverse to who you are genetically by DNA. 
You can't sell that to me any other shape, form, or fashion. There's no, there's no other way. You understand? So that people will, will, will bypass that and then have a justification of, of the very same system that they're trying to destroy, the very same system that they keep fueling and keep going. What do I mean by that? You can't sit there and talk about we need to open up black businesses for black enterprises and this and that. And, and you're going to do that in big places like New York and Chicago when, at the same token, you're trying to claim to destroy that system, but at the same token, you you buying houses, paying rent, mortgages, et cetera. So you fuel in the, the economy at the same time you're claiming to destroy it. So you let's got, let's, let's, you let's you got, got some You even got some of those niggas that be on, you know, YouTube and shit. They shacking up with other niggas. Yeah, well, that's well. See, the other thing that tends to happen is, see, when we were talking about earlier with people's concept of spirituality, it's always this poor, destitute, you know, sacrifice everything and become, you know, release yourself from the bonds of the world. Basically, let me translate that for you. That's being poor, poor, broke ass fool, is what that's what that's what that basically is. And we've we've somehow and we're going to touch on that next week in detail. We've, some, we've somehow correlated that being broke and unsuccessful with an accepted form of spirituality. And we're not talking about being a millionaire. We're not, we're not talking about anything out of the realm of, 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 of realistic. We, we're basically just talking about uh, your average person being consistent at what they do. And most people aren't even consistent at what they do. Uh, you know, like you said, you got people, you know, these brothers on, you know, shacking up with brothers. Because they don't <laughs> They don't have they don't have the means to even you know you know rent a damn apartment. I mean I know brothers that are that are still renting out rooms. These are grown ass men. You know they're in their thirties and they're renting rooms from people. Come on, seriously. You want and then hey, and then you want to lecture somebody on being a deity? I mean. They want to sell you some spiritual promise land dreams. You know, you're renting a room? What? what? I mean, what is that? I mean, this, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> our, our, whole, our whole concept of what spirituality is is out of whack. Our whole concept <laughs> on, on, on how to connect because, again, people, you know, will use terms, oh, well, that's what you got to do. You know, you got to sacrifice. Well, they're sacrificing their stupidity. You, you understand? The mission, brother, the mission. Yeah, the mission, yeah. Anyway, let's go back to the phone and see if we can squeeze in some, some more calls. What are you going to say, brother? No, I was saying some niggas believe sacrificing just means, you know, um, shacking up and being a bum. That's what they think it means. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, being being a vegan and smelling like hot garbage, you know. I mean, dude, for real. I mean, when you're sitting there saying I'm all natural, all naturally stink is basically what you are, you know, I mean, damn. Find some natural niggas, soap that smells niggas, naturally good. Niggas look like they've been washing six months. Dude, um, I'm telling you, I had, I had, I had a, I, I had back in. Uh, I want to go back to. I'm gonna say about oh seven, oh six. I had a brother that I was renting a room to, and he was on that kick. This man, man, shit. Before he even walked in the house, I smelled him in the driveway. That's how bad this dude smells sometimes. So. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't buy that, man. I'm sorry. You can't sell that to me in no shape, form, or fashion. I'm sorry, it's just it ain't, it ain't right. Here's another one, quick. Here's, here's another one right? Uh, if 
some niggas are arguing on Facebook. Yeah, well, you know, it's good to be natural. So, uh, you know, women growing these arm hair, uh, pit, you know, arm hair, uh, you know what I'm saying? Pit hair or whatever the fuck it is. And shit's under their, un- their underarms, right? They're growing the hair because that's natural. And I'm like, okay, but see, these are the same motherfuckers that want to claim Kemet. When Kemet changed, used to shave all the hair off their body. That's right. Exactly. But, but, now they want to look like Chewbacca. Also, also, also in ancient Kemet, they believed in wiping their and washing their ass. Yeah, you know that in Kemet, you have to bathe. If, when you're on a spiritual path, you have to bathe two times a fucking day, motherfuckers. And did you Minimal. know that you have to shave all the hair off your fucking body at least once a week? Did you know you that shit? You can't well, even off, brother. Hair on, under your arms and have your vagina looking like it's a forest. The fuck out of here! Like, Listen, like man, Chewbacca and shit. But like you want to claim Kemet? was all about purity and cleanliness. You couldn't, you could, you couldn't even go into the temples if you weren't clean shaven. That's right. Yeah, that's my point. But niggas won't be bushy Chewbacca's down there. <laughs> fuck out. <laughs> and here's here's here's, here's the even and shit. Nah, hell here's no. even deeper science. They also believe the purpose for that. Now here's you bring up an interesting point that nobody ever really. Indulged in deeper. Why is it in some cultures you find it prominent where you can grow full head of hair? We can go through Africa and see one extreme and then see the complete opposite. But as we said, using the seven hermetic principles, they're one and the same thing. So another science. You use Egypt, for an example. Then you can go to the Bushmen of Africa or the Fuzzy Wuzzy tribe where they believe in growing your you know, hair, being natural, uh, you know, as it's a form of of their crown and, and and how it connects them to the sun and, and how the you know the the, the kingly or the, the crown hair, the sun absorbs that energy and recharges the solar plexus. That that's a teaching amongst the fuzzy wuzzy the Ethiopian tribe. Okay, then you can go to as we just mentioned ancient Egypt. What was the purpose of them? You just mentioned Ravana Nui just mentioned ritualistic. Why did they believe in completely shaving all their hair, including under their armpits, and even when they went through a serious ritual? completely shaving all their hair off. And most of them believed in wearing the bald head, no facial hair. Because they believed, and this is in, in many of their writings, they believed that that hair interfered with the energy being transferred through their body. Yep. They believed that they had to be completely clean shaven in order for the energy to be assimilated evenly throughout the entire part of their body. They believed physically it would interrupt that process. Uh, and it wouldn't connect to the spiritual aspect. So this is this was. The it's, funny. it's funny because these conscious niggas they contradict that. They they saying, "Oh, keep your hair; it's your antennas to the sun." Exactly. Now, that's, that's so, how much they study that, Kemet, though. Yeah. So this is this is why I brought that concept up. So which one is it? Which one's right? Or is it not a matter of which one being right or wrong? It's a matter of what it is. There's a difference. When you look at it like that. See, the person that doesn't understand the seven hermetic principles and the doctrine of polarity, you understand, they would sit there and take one side. If one side is right and one side would claim the other side is wrong. So, therefore, you cannot understand my at balancement because you don't even understand the origin of my at, which is the seven hermetic principles of the hoot. And you can't understand how those perspectives are put. So it's not a matter of right and wrong. That's irrelevant. It's a matter of when I say what it is, that it is what it is, because each concept served a purpose. Now, it's up to the individual which concept they choose to gravitate towards. That's your business. So if you want to grow your hair out, 
you understand, and you and you have a certain concept that that's connected with spirituality, that's fine. But if there's somebody that wants to cut all their hair off, just because it may not line up with your personal ideology doesn't mean that it's wrong. You understand what I'm getting at? This is where people people have a hard time putting in Yeah, there's, there's no one rule of thumb. There's, there's there variations go. for varying kind of people. That's it. And yeah, that's how you got to put Whatever you flow with, that's what you flow with. But that doesn't make the opposite of you incorrect. It just makes it a different degree of what you accept. That's it. That's it. Funny, it's funny, you know. There's this, um, there's this one dude that used to come to the class, you know, years ago, and you know, he, you know, this dude, he was always fucking stinking, and he used to wear an arm. <laughs> what the fuck? Arms, don't go together. and I think, I think you could have purified him, brother. It wasn't charging yeah. him electromagnetic energy, brother. See, that's <laughs> brother, I, he didn't understand science. <laughs> Hey, I think I saw. I saw you can attest to this. You might. You might have been there. Um, I'm going back to. Uh, I think 2009 uh, when we had the temple over there up in. Uh, oh shit! Yeah. I got another ego. Yo, we had. We had. We were getting ready to do a ritual. We had. We had to ask one Negro to leave because he smelled like hot trash. Literally. And 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 what happens is that throws off the whole other ritual because. You're not focused on the work you're getting ready to do. You're focused on that smell. Like kudos. I'm getting, Thank hey, you. hey, no, and then, we, then you remember when we pulled aside the brother Hassan, his breath smelled like, smelled like, he, like he kissed the elephant's ass. We had to ask him to depart because all we smelled was his hot trash breath. And and it wasn't just that we did. People came to us and were like, yo, dude got to go. So you can't tell me hygiene. You can't tell me hygiene is not important. And you're gonna justify man, that, it. that oh, nigga. Man, that nigga has some raw ass breath. Yo, <laughs> yo, that nigga smells like he had an onion. <laughs> he smells like he had an onion shake. You smell like he had a. Hey, 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 check this. And this nigga was eating kale salads all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, it's a funny ass some funny ass cats, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. And then we had we had one dude growing up. <laughs> oh man, we had one dude, uh what, yo, what's pig? <laughs> Can't think of his name, man. Oh shit. <laughs> what was his name? What's his name uh What's his name? His, his boy. The dark skinned dude. Come on, Jock. Jock. <laughs> let me show you. <laughs> Yo, let me show you how cat let me show you how cats is a is a hot mess. So one one time after we had we did some rituals. This this nigga goes out to his car. Now if you if you're a salesman and you're trying to present something, man, do it in a correct fashion. So, you know, I'm always open. Anybody want to want to come into the temple or, or to an event, if you got something you're selling, hey, you know, by, by all means, you know, present it. So this dude goes, he comes up to me. He goes, yeah, man, yo, you mind if I, if I, if I present? I got some alkaline water that I'm selling to the people. So I was like, yeah, all right, cool, whatever. Then he goes out to his car, comes back in with some gallon jug that got, like, oil and grease, like it was in the back of his car. The containers, <laughs> yeah, the containers, the containers all dirty. 
You know, you know, it looked like some shit you keep in an old car in case your radiator <laughs> overheats or some shit. <laughs> so I'm like, he coming in. I mean, I'm just like, where's your mindset? You understand what I'm saying? You're talking about your son. Yo, this nigga took a hose before he came and filled that jug up with some water. So I'm like, come on, man. Seriously. Hey, that, that nigga walking around with an aunt on and, and, and drinking fucking spirulina water and shit. I know. Anyway, let's see if we can squeeze a few more calls in because you're going to get me reminiscing on some funny shit now. All right, let's go to, uh, I think this is Sister Shalini, Northwest New York. You're on the call. You got a question or a comment? <laughs> no, I just I stop laughing. I'm in tears. <laughs> no problem. I got this to say, though, that, you know, I sat back in, um, in my chair at work today, and I said, you know, I noticed the energy around me, and when I can, you know, go in traffic, shopping, I mean, anywhere I go, I can feel the different energy from people, and you could actually pick up the different characteristics of people through their energy in a split damn second. And you will find yourself doing things that uh, you've never done before. So this is is something I learned about, you know, our energy um, expanding when you're starting to feel the vibrations and you know that your, uh, your, um, Pinot gland is opening up, right. and um, you know your your mind is just really like like it's like in full, like your your whole body be like vroom. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. <laughs> no, I know yeah, you're 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 right. You're, I know you're trying to explain it in words. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to explain it, but I I realized that I said, well, damn. I, everybody is connected, and so everybody is connected, regardless of the fact. Everybody is connected, and yeah, you're right. It's shit, shit. Right. Big time. <laughs> oh, Big, yeah, time. Right. Big time. Big okay. time. That's true, and 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 that's part. Accepting that concept that you just said is is one of the keys to really unlocking your DNA. And again, my son not, in the back. You might hear mm-hmm. some other uh, sound in there. That's my son. Oh no Sorry problem. So so. Th- that's the key, not just embracing the part of your DNA which you like, because everybody likes to quote what they know. Oh, I'm I'm Nigerian, or I'm this, or I'm that. And like you're talking about now, and then the sister that had called in earlier, acknowledging the Native American aspect of a DNA. You heard her say she never right. uh, wanted wanted to pay attention to it because is you know it's something that she felt was like I don't want to say the word ashamed, but she felt like it was adverse to what she thought was spirituality, and that's important to understand. Mm-hmm. So, excellent point. And now you're I mean, like the same. One, I think it's a scripture or something. I'm just going back to the, the, mm-hmm. the I call it the magical map book, treasure book, the right. Bible. Um, right. Where they say we're we're all speckled birds. Well, we are because ain't no. I'm not pure. I'm not no pure. I know I'm a indigenous Indian. I got Indian blood in me and shit. But I know I got other. I think I got Asian because I like Japanese music. You know, right. I got I got some type of uh, Caucasian because I like rock hardcore. I mean, I right. and I understand that. Um, uh, you know, there's a brother that did you know started the rock era and everything, but it's just right. it ventured off to the Caucasian, regardless of the fact that's where it ventured off to. So, well, that's um, right because what what people don't like. and, 
Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you bring that up with rock because music. I'm you got to go back. Yeah, you got to go. You got to go back to Chuck Berry, and Chuck Berry is basically where Elvis Presley stole everything from. And what mm-hmm. people don't realize, back during those times when you saw a lot of those rock groups come out in the '50s and the '60s, mm-hmm. you, you had you had a lot of black artists that were writing that music, and they just didn't put black faces on those album covers back during those times. As a matter of fact, so, it was a uh, a black sister, a woman, that actually started it. You know, during the uh, discriminate the when the era started, I can't remember her name. Damn, that's a, that's a shame. That's a shame. Uh, if any of y'all brothers know, I think it's a black woman. She played the guitar. She was uh, it was before our time though, before my time too. It was around my grandmother's time, twenty three, thirties around that time. That started that era. But anyways, regardless of the fact that. Um, we are connected with frequency and energy. And then when you stop and you just stop for a minute, just pause, you will see all the different energies around you and you can feel the vibrations and you can, and, and your receptors pick up uh, whether it's negative or positive energy because it's all around you. It surrounds you. So basically you have to control yourself, your energy to keep the unwanted energy that you don't want around you. That's right. And a lot of it has to do with separating yourself from certain beings that actually live with you. Uh, like like Brother uh, Ravana Noon always would talk about, because I like a lot of his posts he put out there too, which makes yep. a lot of fucking sense. But some people don't get the idea or understand what he's saying, but I do. Um, yeah. Let me get off the call. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we appreciate it. We appreciate you listening, sis, and, and thank you for the comments, man. Most appreciated. All right. Resurrection. All right. Have a good night. All right. Uh, let's see if we can squeeze in a couple more calls before we wrap it up. We're going to go ahead and uh, wrap it up shortly. Let's see if we go back to the phone. We'll try to squeeze in maybe two, three more calls. Uh, we got Texas on the call. Texas, you're on the call. Do you got a question or a comment? Go ahead. Anybody there from Texas? You're on the call. You got a question or a comment? Texas, wake up. <laughs> One more time. Anybody there from Texas? You are on the call. You got a question or a comment? If your phone's unmuted, you need to unmute it if it's on mute. So I want. I, I think that nigga. I think that nigga's doing a stinky leg. All right, last time, Texas, you're on the call. Question or comment? We're going to move on. Anybody there from Texas? All right, some, maybe a bad connection. Not sure. All right, so let's go ahead. Let's go to the next call. We got a caller on the line from Northwest Ohio. You're on the call. You got a question or a comment? Anybody there from Northwest Ohio? Yes, sir. Uh, greetings. A couple of things. I, greetings. I just joined the call. I'm LaShawn Davis out of Toledo, Ohio. Okay, Um, okay. We gather my thoughts. Most recently, the sister explained um, that she believes that one has to have self-discipline or self-control or a a specific Mm -hmm. governing over your own spirit or over your own energy to be able to maintain or keep at bay, if you will, unwanted energy. So I, I, I completely agree with that and I actually have a question um what if anything at all sometimes in the office 
when I go to work, I'll get headaches. Like when certain mm-hmm. people enter the room, I'll get, you know, headaches. And right. um, I wonder, could you shed some light on that? Um, and the other questions, common escaped me. It was something that was said earlier. And I like how you brought it back, uh, Brother Mike, about um, – Forgive me, I should have wrote it down. <laughs> I like right. how you brought the conversation back to the importance of, yes, thank you, the importance mm-hmm. of just basically finding your own flow, finding what works for mm-hmm. you, and not getting so caught up in, you know, to shave or not to shave, that is the question. You know, not there getting caught up in that, but doing what works for you. You know, I can see Correct. Uh, some of the elders and, and how, or what do you say, the commit how the um, Kimites, if you will, would shave. You know, I can see how they didn't want anything to interrupt the flow of their energies because, you know, I mean, in nature, naturally, you know, hair interrupts flow of wind or whatever. So I can see how they could say that that would be the case for spirit. But um, then it goes right, like you said, it's to each his own. But the question that I only have is, what do you think about the whole headache thing when other energies enter the room? Well, like earlier, like uh, Ravana knew, uh, and I'm sure he can shed light on us. So, if you remember, I don't know if you were in, I don't think you were listening to the early portion of the show when okay. we were talking. Okay. We were talking about uh, working with your ancestors and your ego, and we were talking about how sometimes when you're doing, for an example, in Yoruba or Santeria, and you have somebody that does work for you, and when they're doing a ritual for you, before they propitiate your ancestors, they also call upon their ancestors. So sometimes that energy is not compatible to yours. And Ravana Noon, I'm sure he'll go a little bit further, he was saying that sometimes you'll do a ritual and you'll come out of it, even though the ritual might have been good and everything, but you, you get ill effects from it. And that could be headaches. Okay. That could be just not physically feeling well. That's no different when you're in your office and some people's energy and vibration and frequency just doesn't perfectly align with yours so it kind of okay. it's kind of adverse so you're getting that you're getting that uh reaction to it um so okay. i don't know if you brothers want to add something to that but that's sure. definitely we all sure. have that experience trust me Go ahead. this is uh but this is anyways um like you were saying uh sometimes it is it is an energy that you feel from a person but it's the energy sometimes is reflecting something within yourself that um, is adverse to that person or something that's triggering within yourself about yourself, that's another reason sometimes it happens. And it causes what is called the brain overload because basically your conscious mind is trying to shut down your subconscious mind from triggering that part of yourself that is totally annoyed, irritated, or um, just disturbed by the presence of, of a certain person. Yeah. So it, it causes like a brain overload to produce a headache. And that's basically like a warning to like stay the hell away from this uh, person. Because yeah. this person is bad news for you. And that person, yeah. you may have not ever really even had interaction, a, t- a discussion or anything. But remember, because we're vibrating beings, certain yeah. vibrations just don't mesh or harmonize with other people that well. So that person in itself is triggering something about ourselves or something that just causes uh, irritation. It just causes a a factor within us that just can't can't stand what it's feeling. 
Yeah. And it, it's normal. And actually, it's it's a protection that mm-hmm. you have placed on yourself when you decided to come into this lifetime. You placed yeah. that on yourself. That spiritual mm-hmm. sensitivity has been protecting you your whole life. And mm-hmm. when you're at the job force, because that's a, an environment like school and place like that, where you have mm-hmm. multiple different vibrations and energies of people, right. It, it's you become more spiritually sensitive at this time. Now that we're saying this, I'm sure you'll start noticing at your job how you're going to start picking up these things even quicker, and you're going to start picking up people's energies faster because you're becoming more conscious of it, and that sensitivity will probably increase from here on out. It's your protection. You placed it on yourself, and that's just what I'm hearing. You placed it on yourself to protect you from certain people because not everybody means as well, and you know that. Right. And if I may ask, if the person was male or female, it doesn't really matter. I'm just saying, but for you, for you to, you know, know this, it that's where the warning's coming from. You could have been a person who has had bad experiences, not just in this lifetime, but in past lifetimes with, with male beings, male entities. And so whenever you feel that same vibration, that's a reminder of different frequencies. Remember, your cells, your cells of your body never forget they remember everything from multiple lifetimes. So they trigger a thought to your higher self. Your higher self sends the thought back to your consciousness and embeds it in the subconscious. So it triggers that aspect. So that person carries that energy that is a warning and you just don't vibe with it. So just pay attention like you've been paying attention. You'll be steered right and you'll know what to do when you feel these things. And you know what it's also likened to, uh, to also add this, just that, like remember when we were kids, our mom, and my mother was notorious for this, you always had that one friend. You didn't see it. Your, your mother was, I don't yeah. like that person. Yeah. <laughs> your mother just, she, she didn't even know. I mean, the first moment they met him, that, that kid is trouble. I don't want you hanging okay. out with that person. Same thing. It's just that mm. that 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 energy just kicks in where, your mother knew that because she could just tell the energies weren't compatible. Mm-hmm. Now, we all can do that. I, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. When I do a class, I could already tell before the class starts who the problem people are going to be. When I say problem people, I can tell the people that just are not going to get it or I can sense the individuals that are there, uh, you know, for the wrong reasons before the class even begins. You know, that's just a reality. It's the same thing. Uh, I'm going to read a comment on this topic. Uh, Sue types in. He gets the same uh, reaction when he walks into certain people's houses. He gets a very dizzy feeling. And mm-hmm. that's because, same thing, you're just tapping into the vibrational frequencies that just may not be compatible. Now, that can work in the, in the other flip mode, too. And what I mean by that, basically, is sometimes you might be ingesting spiritual energy that you're not able to assimilate and absorb in large okay. amounts at a particular okay. time. So that's the other side of it, too. So, okay. yeah, it's all connected in the same principle. So I hope that answers your question. Also, and, uh, yes, so, uh, ahead, no, to um, add on to that, another aspect could be um, the vibes that you're picking up could be, you know, something that, you know, you need to learn from. Mm-hmm. And that happens, that happens a lot. 
you know, some of the, some of the things that make us feel the most uncomfortable is there's a lesson to be learned. Mm, but, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And remember the third principle of vibration, the, the simple one-line explanation. Nothing rests, everything moves, and everything vibrates. So you can't never forget that aspect. What were you going to say, Cynthia? You have one more question? It's uh, what's so amazing to me. Um, uh, I've been listening off and on to you all for mm-hmm. about eight months or so. And okay. I have, you know, timed in once or twice before. But again, I have to say, you know, uh, listen to the show, listen to you brothers. It really has connected a lot of dots for me. Okay. Good. And so even all of this spirituality, you know, call it what you want, label it however you feel. I label free here. But um, right. Right. I didn't even ask for it. You get what I'm saying? It's just like I'm walking into these awakenings. <laughs> you see yeah, what I'm saying? It's just, it's like I just am. You know, certain things that's just right. make sense. You know, so when right. uh, one of you brothers speak, um, it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, like I knew that, you know, but I didn't know it. Mm-hmm. You see, I didn't right. do all the studying that you brothers have done. I want, you know, I'm I'm on the journey to, but it's just, right. I really give thanks for you guys, you know. And, oh, no, no. We, we, I'm we, going to we start babbling, it. so I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> no, 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 but I'm glad you bring that up because, like you say, it's irrelevant. No matter if, if you studied as much as we did or not, and I'm glad you brought that up. That's irrelevant. Um, the very fact that you, the concept that's more important than anything that any of us will say, and you, you mentioned it earlier, you worded it, it's about creating your own path that works for you. And that's the number one, that's the theme of this show, is creating the path that works for you. And I'm glad you, you've eliminated all the labels and the titles. Like you said, you know, you're label-free, title-free. You know, it, that's irrelevant. Um, and we get caught up in that, unfortunately, because people get frustrated if they can't identify a certain aspect of where you're coming from. So if it's uh, not strictly yes. Egypt, you know, then it's like, what are you? You understand? Yes. So you 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 pretty much nailed it on the head, and that's kind of what 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 the purpose is of why we do this show to to get to that point, be label free, uh, get to wow. that point where we let we let go of the hands and stop uh, coming up under something or somebody. And that doesn't mean you can't have again with elders, teachers, and, and and people along the path to help you. But what right. we are stating is it gets to the point in your journey where you need to now be the master and the controller of your path, not somebody else doing it for you. See, that's yeah. when you become God. So the next time you run into people that say, I'm a god or a goddess, ask them to define for you, and you'll watch the most baffling, ridiculous answers you get, or you won't get an answer at all. So when you hear somebody say the black man is God or the black woman is a goddess or the black woman is God or just God or goddess in general, ask them to explain to you, what's your, what's your definition of that? What do you mean when you say that? And you're going to believe your head will flip around probably 50 times when you get the most ridiculous answers, because I don't think people really understand what they mean right. when you say that. So I agree. Anyway. And lastly, sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It just came back to me. You Again, I came in late, and I apologize, sure. but the question I have now, last question, and I'm, I'm saying nothing else. Um, what do you mean by sacrifice? So what 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 is a sacrifice? You know, if some of the cats that's out here, they're calling, you know, waking up at six in the morning and praying their sacrifice. I mean, what, and it may not be, but what is a sacrifice? Hey, hey, all of us here, Ravana knew, I know you get attested as a sorry. We, we came up through mentalities like that. Most of those people, whether it's praying, whether it's being financially broke, those again 
or justifications for not being successful and, and balanced out. And we, we, we came up through that. So if you're a Muslim, yeah, you got to get up before the sun rises and make prayer. We went through that period, and that was called you have to sacrifice, okay, for some spook god that doesn't exist. Okay. And then Ravana knew, come on, man, we can explain this, brother. Then it, it's, it's about the cause. You know, it's about you put it's the cause the mission, first. Brother. It's about the mission. Yeah. You got to give it mission. all up for the mission. You got to sacrifice yeah. everything for the mission. You can't have a pot to piss in for the mission. You can't That's have right. a bed to sleep in for the mission. You got to sleep on a cot, on the floor, in a barn. Everything uh-huh. is possible. And so, sacrifice, so sacrifice is a buzzword for bondage. Basically, pretty, pretty much. A bondage Basically. to our own ignorance and stupidity. Because in reality, the only sacrifice you ever had to make in your life was to allow yourself to be free to live how you choose to. That's the only sacrifice right. you have. Not to appease or please anybody but yourself. That's beautiful. And you know, yes, sir. And you know what's funny, sister? The same people that will claim the sacrifice thing, then you get persecuted if you are successful and have any level of materialistic thing. Yeah. And yeah. those same people so will turn around. Man, yeah, yeah. Those same people will turn around and flip it on you like, oh, see, you're not spiritual because you're in the world. So if you have a nice car, a nice place to live, and you have any materialistic things in life, <laughs> see, that, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Our definition of spirituality is jacked up. You yeah. know, it's okay to go to the movies. It's okay to go out to a nice restaurant and eat. It's okay to it's go see a show or a sporting event or whatever. It's, a, it's, a, it's okay to go see a, a twerk mission. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, in moderation, as long as if they, if that's not what you do twenty four seven, but it's okay to indulge in those things. But see, we've been taught this adverse concept that if you do any of those things, you're quote unquote not spiritual. Right. That's a bunch of ridiculous. That's garbage. You understand? Right. Yeah. So that's where it comes. Now remember, that's again confirms the doctrine of polarity. They're one and the same thing. It's just. You have to be the master to decipher at what perspective mm. do you put it, put those in. That's it. So it doesn't mean you go on a, for an example, if you want to indulge in, say, a certain food, or it doesn't mean you go out to restaurants four, five, six days a week. Then right. now you, you're forming a habit. That's, we're not talking about that. But it doesn't mean you can't go here and there. And, mm. and, and you should have no qualms. If anybody sits there, and I guarantee you, the person that does is a broke-ass fool. If anybody wants to ridicule you for having a nice car, a nice house, a place to live, stay away from that person. That's all I got. Yeah. yeah. Stay away from exactly. that, that 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 motherfucker is spooked the fuck out. That, that, that's, mission, that's, that's a crazy motherfucker. Their mission is to destroy you if that's how they feel. Because they're uh, jealous and mm-hmm. they can't have the same things you have. Although they have the same ability to get it, right, right, right. they yeah. can't have it. So they rather tear you down than build themselves up. They'll tear you down. But and that's that, of, that, mm-hmm. no, that's that thirty-five-year-old dude that's renting the room. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> renting the room, brother. We gotta room, have a, we gotta have a spiritual community, brother. That's, that's brother Akbar Mohammed, pro <laughs> black activist. Yeah. And he's driving a seventy-nine Nova with no hubcaps, <laughs> and he's renting the room. <laughs> Don't forget, brother. He's Akbar Muhammad Tahuti in today's world. You know, you got to combine oh, yeah, all three yeah. there, brother. That's yeah, legit yeah. now. That's legit. <laughs> also, reality, he has a, also, he has an uncle on, brother. Yeah. Yeah. But in reality, a Sarakbar, brother. A Sarakbar. There is 
there is no sacrifice. <laughs> that's that's right. people have to realize. Sacrifice is a cold word, as Sister Clay plainly bondage. stated, for bondage to somebody else. Somebody, some system, some method that wants to control you, wants to control every facet mm-hmm. of your thinking, every behavior behavior that you have, every part of you. Anybody that's who right. does that, who tries to impose that on you, run. Run like the wind and don't look back. Because that that's person. Right. Cause they, they, they just, they just want to drive the, uh, was it the Rolls Royce, and they want you to be driving the Pinto. Yeah. Right. There you go. There you, you go. Appreciate it, sis. We appreciate your call. Thanks for calling us. Peace. All right. Peace. Uh, you guys want to take one more and then wrap it up, or? No, we good. Okay. All right. I think we're gonna we're gonna stop there. Um, hold on one second. Let me just. Yeah. Now nah, we'll stop there. It's getting a little bit late. Uh, I think we covered a lot of ground. Uh. Sorry, we couldn't get to everybody. If we did, we'll be on the we'll be on the call all night. But real quick to finish up, just to read some comments that were online. I know we didn't get a chance to go online. Uh, so I'll just read them. They're basically comments, not so much questions. Uh, earlier, also Jagasu typed in when we were talking about archetype energies and how people get caught under belief systems. He had typed in earlier. Some people literally believe that uh, you know if they take a spiritual bath. Uh, from some of these gurus, they believe that's how they type in the archetype energies, where the best spiritual bath that we've all said and before is the one that you create yourself and you charge it with your own energy. That's the most powerful bath that you can take. Um, uh, and if it's not charged with your energy, and when, one thing I've said, I, I, when I make my own, I like to keep them by my shrine and charge them and then do what I got to do. You do what works for you. So that's true. Some people get caught up in that nonsense. Another comment that was typed in earlier uh, Brother Seth Athena had typed in earlier when we were talking about melanin, skin melanin, and neuromelanin. Uh, anyone has the ability to produce skin melanin when they are in tropical regions or produce little skin melanin in colder regions where it is not necessary to produce skin melanin. However, neuromelanin is produced by all groups of people, no matter the climatic conditions. Is that correct? That is correct, brother. Um, and when Ravana Noon was talking about that earlier, that's what he was trying to break down. So, when uh, Sargidi was mentioning earlier about those sisters that were taking those DNA tests, genetics can be can be tricky. You know, when you saw the results, uh, even from a from an outwardly perspective, you saw some of the lighter skinned sisters had more DNA connection to Africa than the so-called darker melanated people who didn't have much as a percentage. So when you're dealing with neuro and neural melanin, very very tricky. You really got to dig deep. And that's where genetics and DNA play a really large factor. And as far as the neuromelanin, that is correct. That's where exactly what Ravana Noon was breaking down earlier when he was referring to Dr. Bynum. And uh, maybe when he comes back on the show, we'll have him expound a little bit more on that because it seems like that comes up a lot. Uh, or maybe we can bring that up. Um, and that's about it. So just some of those comments. I just want to make sure we acknowledge those comments from earlier. Let's uh, go wrap it up. Next week, I'm going to bring on uh, – he's going to do it this week, but uh, – uh, I forgot we had already typed this this uh, concept that come up, but for sure next week we're gonna bring on um, uh, Brother Sharif uh, from Thor Radio Network, uh, and with all of us, he'll have a, a good brother. We'll have a group discussion, and and the title of next week's show is gonna be "Does Your." We're all gonna talk as a group, uh, and we're gonna bring him in because th- this is his uh, field of expertise. He deals with finances. Uh, 
you know, he is a lawyer. He deals with, uh, you know. Oh, sh- oh, shit, brother. You don't have the broke-ass niggas running. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. Well, he deals with the financial aspects of law. This is his profession. This is what he does. And and though he is a, a, a highly spiritual, intelligent brother, he, he's going to stress finances most definitely are important. Don't fool yourself. So we're going to talk about our finance, is your financial situation, does it affect your spirituality? The answer is most definitely yes. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to indulge in that next week, and we're going, to, we're going to tackle areas of how it shapes your mindset, how it shapes the way you approach spirituality. We kind, of, we kind of touched on a little bit tonight, but we're going to go a little bit deeper because this is an aspect that most people really don't want to address. So we're gonna uh, it's, 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 damn, it's damn sure not talked about in the so-called metaphysical community. Well, well, we're gonna like, no, no nobody wants to talk about it. Dude, that's right. As we close off, so I'm looking. Oh God, I'm looking at this Facebook page, right? I'm about to shut down. Right? <laughs> shut this show down. Right. There's this sister wearing all white. With a hijab and her face veiled, with oh a goddamn Photoshop aura around her. Yeah, that's spiritual. <laughs> that's real. Now, now that's exactly why I have a private Facebook page because I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't even deal with that. I tried it. I tried it for a couple of months. <laughs> But the last straw was that was that Latino cat that sent me a picture of him meditating on rocks in the water. That that, that was it. That was done. Uh, I was uh, like, I can't, I can't, I can't do this shit no more, man. I, I, just, I don't have. He was time. he was feeling the Kundalini, brother. When the thing, Ravon Noon always jokes about this. We always talk about this. The funny thing that's hilarious is he made sure he strategically caught a wave splashing him while he was sitting in the lotus position, which means. <laughs> Which means you had somebody taking the picture and you were trying to time an artificial spiritual moment that you wanted to capture on camera that wasn't even real. But it goes to show you what's going on on the inside because you wanted to reflect that outwardly and project that image. So there was an image that you were trying to project that was artificial. See, that's how I look at that shit. So it just got to the point where I, I can't. I can't. And then, then the other Negroes, the occult Negroes, that Photoshop flames coming out their hands, that's my favorite. I love that one. <laughs> you know, you know uh, I am Dark Raven Crow or some, yeah. some dude. Yeah, that dude's name is Dark. It's just, this cat's dressed up like Aleister Crowley, and he's got a top hat on, <laughs> and he's got flames shooting out of his hands. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't do it, bro. I can't. I just think that's when you know. That's when you know technology is being really abused today. <laughs> oh man, I'm telling you, man, technology's great, but man, technology has created, you know, these self-made wannabe deities. Unfortunately, man, these cats, man, they they taking it to a next level with this technology. Yeah, got niggas wearing robes and shit on on fucking <laughs> videos, and niggas yeah, are crazy, man. man. Niggas are crazy. <laughs> anyway. But we'll get into that subject next week. We're going to bring Brother Sharif on. And uh, it's going to be an interesting topic. And I think it's going to be helpful to a lot of people. Um, and I think it will help people realize uh, where they're at and, and put their personal situation into perspective 
And it's gonna it's gonna remove all the mist and the spookism, uh, just like the last call we had with the sister. Because unfortunately, uh, you know, people don't correlate being so called spiritually conscious with being financially successful. We always come up with the bogus bullshit concept that oh, you're in the world if you if you're successful on any financial level. When is that gonna stop? Come on, man. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, yeah, niggas niggas eating kale salad because that's all they can afford. Thank you. Thank you. See, and in the words of my good brother, Immortal Technique, one of, one, of, one of my favorite rappers who raps about stuff that nobody raps about, unfortunately. And, and as he said on his first album, he does a lot. I mean, he really got to listen. If you are familiar with him, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not, go listen to his music because he drops some stuff that probably most people you know, aren't even on a level of talking about him. He talks about the whole vegetarian thing and the dietary thing, and, and, and he simply says, don't confuse being a revolutionary or being spiritually conscious with a dietary choice. It has nothing to do with it, and that's all it is. It's a dietary choice. You understand? You eat what you need to eat that's conducive to your blood type and your diet and in moderation because there's not one specific diet that's for everybody on the planet. You know, eat so nuts and berries. Fucking kale salad and fucking raisins and cashews. You know, those are tropical diets that only work in tropical climates. And not everybody has blood type and genetic ancestry that's connected to those diets. If you're O positive blood or O negative, you you are an individual that needs high levels of protein. And you come from descendants that eat, that ate meat. So you'll find out most people that have that blood type and go on that tropical climate diet, uh, they tend to have a lot of problems um, because not, not, that not only that, I, I found this out recently. You know, one of the biggest misconceptions is that if you eat meat, you know, you're more likely to gain weight. That's a big misconception. Actually, you're more likely to burn fat if you eat a lot of protein. You know, that's <clears throat> for example. That's right. um, Turkey meat, shit like that. That's a prime example of that. You know, also turkey meat for for niggas who don't know, turkey meat is is almost like the only meat that has every vitamin B you could ever want to find. Like right in turkey. That's, you're a that's right. Nigga. You're a turkey terrier. You're, you're a turkey terrier. Fuck that nigga. I ain't no turkey You're a turkey terrier, brother. <laughs> So that's a. I mean, we'll get into all of that. So, so you you gotta again in moderation. You genetically have to raise yourself up to the realization, according to doing the research, when it comes to things like that. Um, but when you get again, that becomes a religion too. When you get caught up in this, I need to be in this one exclusive diet, which vegan has become a religion now, unfortunately, and it's not for everybody. I was a vegetarian probably for about, oh, 27 minutes, I want to say, maybe, <laughs> give or take, and that shit got me more hungry. You understand what I'm saying? So that's not for everybody. That's my wife over here making a slick-ass comment over here that I have no discipline. I want to be all nosy and shit. Anyway. <laughs> all right, let's, uh, let's, let's wrap it up. Why don't you go, brothers, go ahead and give you a... Your, uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm thinking about that nigga Jock, man. That was a funny ass dude, man. I just popped back <laughs> into my head, man. He smelled like hot trash. <laughs> 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 Watch your brothers. 
Yo, yo, Sean's breath, man. Damn. Yo, you know somebody, yo, let me tell you something. Yo, you know somebody's breath is bad when that shit was 2009, but you just bring it up. I can smell it like it was 2000. <laughs> yo, that's some hot garbage. Thing. But anyway, go ahead. Whoa, oh, go ahead. Uh, uh, this is Ravana Noon. This Ravana Noon. Closing off the show, as, as we say every damn time. Do your work and master self. Too on for mentally. Yeah. And if your breath stinks, make sure you use some. Wash that shit out. Whatever it takes. And if you're so natural that your underarms smell like a garbage dump, like like you got a headlock. Please, please go to Whole Foods because you want it to be natural. Whole Foods has natural deodorant, so you can put that. If, if you have um vagina hair that's sticking out of your pants, that's. <laughs> That's called extremely natural to the max. Getting <laughs> carried away with. So, in my estimation, natural's nice, but niggas, please don't get extreme. So, to finish off the show. If you want to stay in touch with myself, look me up on Facebook, Ravana Noon, R A V A N A N U N. Also, our Awakening Universal Mind Facebook page. All the shows are archived there. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, hit us up there. Please do not send us pictures of you meditating, levitating, uh, <laughs> leaning. You can, and we will accept all twerking videos. Let me make that comment Damn right. clear Goddamn right. and precise. We will accept all twerking videos. Only a female's twerking, okay? Brothers, <laughs> exactly. Be specific, nigga. <laughs> Brothers, I'm gonna say it again. I don't want to see you twerking, and please don't try to justify that. Well, if the sisters can twerk to raise their kundalini, I can twerk. Uh, okay. Only sisters are allowed to send twerking videos to Awakening Universal Minds, and we will rate them. We will give a top ten rating to the best ones. Okay. <laughs> we don't we don't want to see pictures of you calling yourself Anu, Oshu, <laughs> Eteru, Ra, or none of these things. Okay. We we don't care what you want to call yourself. What we do care about is you're doing something to break the delusions of your stupid ass mind. You ever you ever seen you 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 guys ever seen the picture of the dude Calvin Johnson that. You know, on Facebook he's a pharaoh, but in real life he works at McDonald's as a cashier. Yeah. 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 He just got promoted to head of fries. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. He's, he's uh then, uh, to, 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 to go to show. Let me tell you something, man. Go to show you how people's mindsets are jacked up, man. I don't call yourself a pharaoh when you work at McDonald's for the hammer. Exactly. Yeah. How does that work? Get away with that shit. We don't want to see that shit. Yeah. 
You know, tell him to manifest, next time you talk to him, tell him to manifest Grimace and the hamburger for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Uh, the Beck is the guy to prize, brother. He got to contact the Beck for that shit, so. <laughs> Best prize possible. You got to you gotta do a ritual to the Beck. But anyway, <laughs> if y'all want to stay in touch, that's my mask. I also have videos on uh, YouTube under Ravana Noon as well. Same same name. So hook it up. Look it up. Stay in touch. Peace. All right, brother. Go ahead, brother. Sorry. Jesus, brother. Sargini. <laughs> if you want to contact me. <laughs> A U S A R D H E D E at Yahoo dot com, or you can contact me on Facebook, Asar Gidi, or you can contact our um, page, Awakening Universal Mind. <clears throat> I just want to say these last words to you, extremes, natural niggas. <laughs> Take, take a fucking bath. Please wash your ass. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, we will donate the soap for you if you need it. Yeah, hit that shit on. Hit that shit on your head. All right, brother. Also, brother. also, um, the niggas that eat salad every day, like. Nigga, <laughs> I know, I know you malnutrition like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Them niggas are dried up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's real, brother. That's real. Oh, anyway, anyway, let me let me let me give you. All right. Uh, if you want to contact me, email address khnum19 at gmail.com. Again, that's khnum19 at gmail.com. Uh, you can also go to the Mother Nubia YouTube page that I have. There's also videos up there. That's Mother Nubia Inc. on YouTube. Uh, you can also go to, to the Google page, uh, Mother Nubia Inc., where all the shows are archived that we do here. You can even come to the website here, talkshoe.com. And also, obviously, the key page you want to go to where everything is archived stay up with the latest that's going on with the show, you can go to the Facebook page, Awaken the Universal Minds, leave your questions, comments, etc. If we haven't learned anything tonight, wash your ass. If we haven't learned anything, <laughs> I hope you can at least stop that. We're going to have to create a natural cleansing Bible for you. I just think it If you ever learned, look. Washyourass.com. Yeah, I mean, if you if, if you smell like you got an onion in a headlock, it's time to wash your ass. If your teeth are yellow, it's time to get out that toothbrush. <laughs> Go see a dentist, nigga. <laughs> Everybody runs from you. It's kind of bad, brother. You know, if your breath is so bad that it hurts my feelings when I smell it, it's time to get some toothpaste. There's no <laughs> Message tonight: wash your ass, and it's not a drive when you. 
It's not if, I can, if I can smell, if I can smell your breath twenty feet away. <laughs> hey, you know what he is? Why? You ever notice why is it? Why are the people that got bad breath always want to touch you? They want to be, they want to be one foot in front of their face. They only got to tell you a secret. Like I want to hear those secrets. And they the main, and they the main ones that want to give you the stinky whisper. Like what the fuck? They want. They always got secrets. I can't tell you. Nah, stay over there. Don't tell me anything. Just stay over there. Please. I'm gonna text you, text you the secret. Say nah, nigga. Text the secret, dude. I want to talk. I ain't gonna have to get a. Get a, a, a bio house for that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. But anyway, uh, I know we're having a little fun clowning tonight, man. You got to have a little fun, man. But we know, even though we're joking about this, we know this is a reality, unfortunately. Uh, and, and, again, man, don't starve yourself. You know, when you when you, when you you weigh about 80 pounds, that, that's not a fact. You know, eat a hot sandwich. <laughs> get, get a hot sandwich in your system. We... <laughs> <laughs> And you open a a business called called Feed the Kundalini. <laughs> <laughs> Remember next week, uh, next week's show, Brother Sharif will be here from Thor Radio Network. We're going we're gonna to talk about does your financial situation affect your spirituality. All right, again, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, we thank for support again to our international listeners that. Can't get on the call, but listen online. Uh, again, we want to shout out Australia, uh, Portugal, Brazil, Philippines, Canada, the Caribbean, uh, Jamaica, Trinidad, Barbados, the Virgin Islands. Uh, so we want to acknowledge all those listeners internationally. We definitely appreciate the support. Uh, we appreciate all the positive feedback we get on the show. We appreciate the fun that we have here, what we do. This is not a serious show. We just kick it just the way you see us do it. Uh, even though we learn at the same time, we try to have a little fun with it, man. We don't want to be all stiff with it. And then, of course, yeah. everybody in the United States, uh, Mississippi, Florida, New York, Texas, California, Ohio, Baltimore, Maryland, uh, Minnesota, Chicago, Texas, uh, all these areas, uh, if I missed you, uh, we appreciate the support. We just want to acknowledge the, the people that tune in on a regular basis. And the show's definitely grown. We appreciate people spreading it. Uh, tell somebody, let them know about it, and uh, that's all we got for this week. Appreciate everybody tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Peace.